The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Second Breakfast. I'm Matt. I'm Ez. And we got a lot on the plate today, as We're going to be doing some pretty bold predictions for Game of Thrones Season 8. Yeah. We got to talk some Stranger Things. We do. We got some Star Wars news. Big Star Wars news. Uh, we got a lot of news, but as first, yeah, let's talk about what the experience we just had. <clears throat> oh my god okay, okay. <clears throat> yeah so this second breakfast we're always just you know looking for i don't know pumpkin pumpkin spice latte came out guys they're back it's it's back and we had to have some for the podcast right yeah we we typically try to be eating while we're podcasting or right or drinking or drinking so, well, i apologize <clears throat> if you listened yeah. last episode i was shoving my face so yeah so gotta tried as his knockoff keurig this morning and it broke yeah. Water everywhere. It was, <laughs> it was bad. Okay. It's so bad. Don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. There's regular. There's like a regular setting and a bold setting. Tried the bold setting and it was too bold. Okay. Right. Yeah. Keurig couldn't handle it. Knockoff Keurig couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle it. Nope. Um. So I had to go buy a new one, but we said, you know, what, let's just swing through Mickey D's and get uh, like some pumpkin spice. Yeah. Now we've had a lot of bad trouble with this Mickey D's. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of Mickey D's connoisseurs. Yeah, really. I mean, you know, so like, you know, I remember back in the days when you could get little personal pizzas at Mickey D's. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that should show you our depth of knowledge yeah. Yeah. When it, and experience when it comes to, to Mickey D's. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I mean I'm all about the D's. Me too. I'm all about it. D's everywhere. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but this one, I mean, guys. It's, it's a bad joke. I mean, it's it's like it's I, a joke. I mean, don't get me wrong. I get like high schoolers are working there. I mean, yeah, you want to slack off, you know. You're right, high schooler. It. It's it's summer I did job. That at Hardee's. Yeah, and you long know, same Silver's. thing. But man, it's like this this one's just bad. It's really bad. I mean, <clears throat> so we pull around, and you know, the guy in front of me had just ordered a pumpkin slice pumpkin spice latte. Yeah, at least that's what I thought I heard him say. Okay, I, think I that's pull what he up ordered. there. I pull up there. And so, yeah, I need two medium pumpkin spice lattes. Yeah, um, so, like, we're out of those right now. Okay. So. So, <laughs> so we're, we're thinking they're hoarding the pumpkin spice latte, yeah, the I employees. Mean, or, I don't know, is McDonald's not, I mean, do they not realize what a big deal pumpkin spice latte is? I don't know. I guess not. It's big. It's back. I, I mean, maybe they're all at Starbucks. Yeah, maybe. Oh, speaking of Starbucks. Yeah, okay. So we decided we'll get the little caramel macchiato thing. Yeah. I don't know. I, Not I, really my kind of a drink. I gagged but. on the caramel as it shot down the straw and hit me in the back. Yeah, of the uh, there's like Terrible. there's like this girl literally just like pouring caramel in there. There's like caramel all over my straw. I'm like, what do I gotta do? Like lick this off? I mean, I'm over here like deep throating my freaking straw trying to freaking, you know, get the caramel off of it. Right. It was just like, I feel like it was just like, it's like if you had a sandwich... And you're kind of like, oh, okay, you know, like, yeah, 
bologna's pretty good. Bologna sandwiches are pretty good, but I'm going to go with bologna and ham and salami. Yeah. You have some good things in there. Right. But not really together. No, not really. No. I don't know what this was. It was just, it was... Like sugar. Straight straight sugar. sugar. And then it's like, I've never got one of my students get these from time to time. And I'm always like looking at the... At the the tech, like it's got like dark on the top. We shouldn't we shouldn't have strayed we shouldn't have strayed from the French iced vanilla. No, we should yeah we should have got a an iced, iced coffee right French vanilla iced coffee which they've run out of before. I'm this out. happened one time at the same place. I need Ronald McDonald to step it up. They ran out of McDoubles one time, man. Oh, that's that's like no like like one time they're just like yeah. So we're I mean I get sometimes they shut the ice cream machine down. They they things that's get shut down. Um, they're always like, we're only accepting cash at this time. It's just like, okay, fine. I got cash. I come prepared when I go to Mickey D's. Okay. But they I'm, ran out of uh, Mc, Mickey, McDonald's is really starting to make me think I want to start venturing to other places. We went to Arby's the other day. Yeah. Man, that sandwich was bomb. I don't oh, know what yeah. it was. I've been we, seeing we the, the commercials. Bourbon, it was yeah, the bourbon, bourbon half pound something. Yeah, it was yeah. boss, man. I had like onion rings, yep. bacon. <clears throat> Arby's got the beef. That's what the commercials They say. got the beef and uh, Burger King. They've been flame broiled since like the 1950s. Yeah, flame so, broiled. Yeah, not on a, not on a flat top. Right, flame broiled. <laughs> flame broiled. Okay, you don't get much better than that. <laughs> no, you don't. I wish there was a Hardee's nearby, but there's just not. Yeah, there's not. There's a T Bell bias, but you know T Bell. Yeah, it's hit or miss. Bring back the chick star. You okay? The other day, Matt's, Matt's <laughs> coming home from like from work, and he passes uh, Taco Bell, and he was like, "Es, they got the chick star back." And I literally was like, "Okay, I'm done. Let's go." <laughs> Let's get it. Let's review it. Like, whatever. And he was totally pulling yeah. my leg. So, that's okay. Well, we could always talk about fast food. And maybe one episode we will just have to talk about our fast food. Yeah, fast food. For an hour. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm down. <clears throat> yeah. We'll but be. first and foremost, um, guys, we are going to be actually launching another podcast, kind of launching, relaunching another podcast here. It's called Box Trick. Yeah. Uh, it's a retro video game podcast. Right now, it's on YouTube. It's kind of the third iteration of it. Um, I run it along with one of my buddies uh, from when I used to live out in Portland. Um, this time around, Ez is going to be on. Uh, Tiffany from Swish and Flick right. is going to be on, yeah. talking some Zelda, which, as we all know, is way better than Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> that's a fact. And, oh, boy. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so going to be doing that. We're going to be launching it soon. You'll be able to check it out on YouTube, Box Trek Gaming, Retro Gaming, or Box Trek Gaming. Um, yeah. And it's going to be on um, Podbean as well as iTunes stuff like that too. It's so. gonna be everywhere. Yes, yeah, you'll gonna... see. Yeah, you'll see it. We'll post links to it if you want to check that out. But as yeah, first segment of the show. First segment. Here we go. Let's here do we it. go. This is our Game of Thrones season eight. What we're gonna do is mm-hmm. we've written down about twenty five characters. Yeah, and we're making these bold bets now. Yeah, we're gonna do a snake draft here. Okay, and the idea is. <clears throat> you want to pick the character who is most likely to die. Yeah. So this if, is going to be fun. If your character, so you earn a point for every episode that your character survives five points. If that character survives the whole season. Okay. It's like golf. You want the lowest score. Okay, right. Yeah. So we're each gonna so we have So I want my character to die <clears throat> right out the gate. You want the you this is yeah, I want this, all of my these, ten to die. You want all your episode. ten to die. So we have about twenty five characters written down here. I'm gonna run through them real quick. Okay. We got Jon Snow, Daenerys, Targaryen, Cersei Lannister, Jamie Lannister, Tyrion Lannister, the Hound, Arya, Bran, Sansa, Braun, Bran of Tarth, Torment, 
Davos, Jorah Mormont, Sam Tarly, Lord Varys, Melisandre, Grey Worm, The Mountain, Gendry, Euron Greyjoy, Theon, Maester Kyburn, kind of a mm-hmm. sneak one in there, yep. and The Night King. Might live. It's Gur. Never know. <laughs> the, the or he King. might survive until the end of the season, or he might die early in the season. Exactly. So people are kind of where do you pick? Yeah, him? where are, exactly? So as it cost me more points, or I don't know. know. As is going to flip a coin. Okay. I don't know. I'm going to let as call it. I personally myself would want tails. That's what I kind of who, who rooting for here. So I'm thinking if it, I'm kind of thinking. Yeah, if, I always call heads. So yeah, so I'm I'm a tails never fails guys. Now what? Now there's some specifics about this coin this flip. For, this is for this, this is, is for just first pick. it's just a flip. Right. We're not doing the hand over. No, thing. I don't I'm like toss that. it. If it bounces off the table, lands in the sink, we're stopping. Yeah, where it where it lands, whatever's facing up, if that's we, it. We don't do a flip or any of that stuff. Just toss you it. Try to land it on the table. No, it'll bounce. Just toss it and catch it. Catch it. Well, in your hand, you flip it and then you catch it in your other hand. What I mean, else? Are you what if do? I? What are you gonna do if I like twist it and? You know, uh, uh, I mean, uh, wouldn't you, you worry about it? You're not worried about it. Nah, you're gonna leave it in my hands. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Yep. Tails. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Tails never fails, baby. All right. So I get first. Okay. Okay. So the character I think who is most likely to die the quickest. Yeah. Man, this is tough. This is tough. Now that we're this actually right down to it. I'm going to go ahead and pick the Night King because I know he's going to die. Okay. Whether it's three or six, at least I know he, I, I know he's not, I know he's not going to survive the season. So I'm kind of taking the just going ahead. Okay. So I might have been you. a reach on that pick, but this is at tough. least I know he's going to mm. die. <laughs> so I'm set. This is tough. Hold on. Let me look through. So I'm going to go ahead and cross off the Night King. Mm-hmm. Mark him out. Let me strike that out here real quick. Yeah, I just deleted out of mine. Okay. All right. So. Okay, I think next up, so off the list, I'm going to go with um, Euron Greyjoy. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm pretty sure Euron's going to die. I don't know when. Could be early. Euron Greyjoy, my number one pick. All right. <clears throat> okay. Back to Matt. I'm going with Cersei because I, I think Cersei's going to die. She's don't early. know when. Might be last episode, but again, I know she's going to die. Okay, so Matt has Cersei. Jeez. God, this is tough. This is tough. Okay, um, let me think here for a second. This is so gosh dang hard because we are down <laughs> to the end. You have the mountain on here. The mountain is on here. Okay, so I'm taking the mountain. Oh, dang it. I was going to take it. I'm taking next. the mountain. I uh, have see, to. see, the other thing is that it pains us to say, man, I think oh. this guy's going to die. Oh, I know. That's why I don't want to pick. Like, <laughs> that's why I was like, like, that's oh. why I was like, oh, I'm with the night hanging out with Cersei. Okay, right. Oh, okay, so you okay, so you've taken your Greyjoy and the mountain, right? Okay, okay. I'm gonna go, uh, Maester Kyburn. Okay, because I think I I don't I just I see I see him being a character that they can just kill off and the it'll the fans will like it. Okay, so you got Kyburn. All right, jeez, I gotta strike some of that. Now you explained that it's. They, so if they last to the end, so not like you no, know, if they make it through, so they don't die at all. It's five points. That person gets five points. 
Yeah, so it could if, hurt say, you so, if, so if you say picked, let's say, like, Jon Snow, like, mm-hmm. you believe it, he, he could die, but I think Jon Snow is probably the one character we're probably all in, Rooting is, for. is probably going to survive the whole thing. So say you pick Jon Snow, you would get six points, and he survived the whole thing. You'd get six points, and then if he survived the whole thing, an additional five. So that'd be 11 points. If Against he sur- me, that hurts me. Yeah. Yeah, because I want to be you low. get one per episode. <clears throat> okay. So if somebody survives the whole thing, it's 11 points, because one, six, and then the additional five. Okay, okay. Um, I think next up then it's got to be Braun. Oh, I can see Braun dying. So I got to go. Braun. I just don't. We. Oh, it's gonna be tough here in a second. It's gonna I be know, tough. This is getting tough. Okay. So I got Braun. I'm gonna cross him off. Okay, I'm gonna go with this. Pains me because he's one of my favorite characters. Yeah. But I gotta go with Varys. Yeah. Because now that Littlefinger's dead. I don't really know Varys's purpose in the story. Mm-hmm. And now that we're with dragons, he's no longer trying to work behind the shadows. I see him being a character that can kill off that. It's kind of like they've been saving him. Like, oh, you like this guy and he'll die in the war and we'll feel bad. Okay. 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 So Man, that's, yeah. I hate, uh, I don't like tough. that. I like Varys. Uh, this one's going to pain me even more though. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> it's also interesting because it's kind of like, man, you think they're going to die? Yeah, I know. Yeah, like. I know. But it, it like it basically like not all these characters can survive, right? Yeah. So it's like who is going to make Cersei it out? could live. I could have screwed myself. You could have hard. Yeah, Cersei she could be there the till thing. the end. And also again, the books could be different from the show, right? And and she's a big name. Yeah. She's now this is just name. the show. We're not. Uh, we, I no, mean, we just, may have to come back to this in thirty years once Gurr finishes right. the book. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but for right now, okay. So I'm going to go with Grey Worm. Mm. Yeah, I can worm. see it. I, I don't. I don't want it to happen, but I have Same. a feeling that Grey Worm could be could be there. So that's my fourth pick. Okay, Matt's on to his fifth pick here. I feel like I know exactly who you're going to pick, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick somebody that's going to pain me a lot. I don't think he's going to die. Oh. But I, but I think he's most likely mm-hmm. out of a lot of these guys, Jamie. <clears throat> All right, uh, you I sure? Re- I really like. Ja- yeah, I got to. I really like Jamie, but I can see uh, this is girl we're talking about, right? And I don't know if Cersei does die. I don't know Jamie's purpose in the story. And I think maybe Brienne and Tormund are going to end up getting together. And mm-hmm. I feel like it would be this kind of thing where Jamie dies in Brienne's mm-hmm. arms or something. Okay. I got you. I got you. Um, I, that's a really, I think that one's going to hurt you. You think, yeah, I think, I think you, think, you think I just picked an 11 yeah, point. I, do. Ah, I think you've got it. an 11 pointer right there. <laughs> so <clears throat> I got, um, I know there were better picks, but man, I just, I feel like he could be the guy who goes he like episode go. two or three. He could go early. And then it's, and it shocks you. Yeah, yeah. That could be the big name that goes. There's only six you. episodes left. Right. Right. So, yep. Right. Exactly. Um, I'm going to say Melisandre. Dang it. I forgot she was there. Yeah. Uh, she, she could go like episode one. Yeah. So just because, I mean, there's other priests out there. Um, yeah. I feel like Davos might have his sort of. You know, when he sees her again, sort of. Well, I mean, he already kind of did, didn't yeah. he? But still. No, did he? Did he actually see her in this last... Uh, no, he didn't. He didn't see her, yeah. He didn't see her. Yeah. She was there, he didn't see her. Okay, okay. <clears throat> okay, I got somebody. This is a big character. 
Okay. This is a big character, a big point of view character. I'm going to yep. go with Bran. Really? Because. Really? I'm going to go with Bran because once the Night King comes. Uh-huh. Oh, I, got, I know you're going. Once the Night King comes, I don't know how much more valuable Bran is as a character. Right. And what does Bran give them if they win? Well, nothing. I think another thing, another point here for... And he could die saving everyone. You know that's what, I, mean? what yeah. I was going to say. And also, there's this there's this theme of breaking the wheel, right? Yeah. And so if they are doing something to completely... Get rid of magic, destroy right. it, yeah. Exactly. Then, then maybe he's a part of that and is able to kind of help end it all, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. So, Bran... Oh gosh, I'm gonna pick number six here. This is interesting. As is trying to pick the 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 lesser characters, I'm going. I'm I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Gur's getting rid of a lot of the big characters early to really show us the, how bad this war is going to be. Man, yeah, you might be right. I'm just thinking of people that are close that are nearby. Oh boy. Um, I think after everything, I think um, Gendry. Yeah. Yeah, and, and here's why. Because I actually don't... I think he's someone that they've kind of created and built up to be more in the show than he actually is... In the books. In the books, and I think he's a time fill for this past episode. I mean, he wasn't even in the last, like, three seasons. Right, and I think for this past... I think they just brought him in because he's a fan favorite. Yeah, And I it's think possible. it's just a throw to the Baratheons. Yeah. So, um, Gendry or Gendry, however you want to say it. Yeah. Okay, there's pick number six, so we're on to seven. Okay, I'm looking here. Pick seven for me. See a lot of these. Other, see now we're down to these characters. Oh, I got one. Jorah Mormont. That's who I was gonna go with. Yeah. Before. Yep. Which he's been through so much. See, that's my thing of like Jorah and say like Theon. Some of these other characters. I'm like they've been through so much. Is Gur really gonna put them through more? But I just feel like Jorah is gonna die saving Daenerys, and it's really gonna show her. Like you know what I mean, right? If yeah. he's if he's dying, it's like right in front of Daenerys, like last sacrifice, save her, okay? Because she's already lost a dragon, and then she loses pretty much her best friend, right? Okay, yeah. Okay, all right, that's a good one. So I get you down for um, Jorah Mormont. Yeah, let me put that in here real quick. All right, so I've got left. I've got Jon Snow, Danny. I've got Tyrion, the Hound, Arya, Sansa. Brienne of Tarth, Tormund, Davos, Sam. Oh boy! Are you already picked, Andrew? Yeah. Yeah, and I took. I also. I've already taken. So we. Uh, I got Theon left. Oh my gosh! This is where it becomes tough. Tough. This is where the points. This is where. This is where we're is in some serious eleven point territory. Okay. All right. Let me think here real quick. Um. Gosh, I feel like the Hound could sacrifice himself, or in he some could way. die in Clegane Bolt. Yeah, and 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 they they both kind of go down. I don't know. Let me think here. That's a really tough one. Tough one. He's like the toughest guy in Westeros, you know. Or okay, hold on here. Hold on. We need to make we need to make a rule right now. Yeah, what's the rule? We're talking. If they die, they're like dead, gone. Yeah. Not so- they die and they get a resurrect. Right. Okay. So, so what you're saying is, had we have done Let's, this in Catelyn Tully, or Catelyn Tully, well, they didn't in the show, right? Yeah, she's dead, 
Right, in the dead. Okay. But like, yeah, but let's say like, I'm, like I'm talking about this is just for the show. So I'm saying like, like say John dies, mm-hmm. like, and they resurrect him again. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that doesn't count. They have to be gone, completely dead. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Not coming back. No. Gosh, we wouldn't know until like the end. Yeah. Because like, you know. Right, yeah. Bring somebody back. Okay. Um, I think then, I mean, the only person that we have here who I think could be brought back is Jon Snow. Or the Hound. Um, maybe the Hound. Um, gosh, I just don't know. I really don't know right now. I'm going to say, I'm going to say the Hound for now. Taking the Hound. It's, it's possible. Risk. It's possible. He's certainly, I think, the of the remaining people, the highest percentage to die. Yeah, who's left? He puts himself in harm's way quite a yeah. bit, you know. Okay, so we got... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So that was my seventh pick. This is your eight. Okay. We're down to some serious. See, okay. I'm down. Okay. So we got eight, nine, ten. Here we See, go. See, it's kind of like we have the big characters. And at this point, I think the big characters are more susceptible to die than the like medium characters we have. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm probably picking 11 points here. Holy My smart. least favorite character. Everyone's favorite character. One of Gurr's favorite characters. But I'm just hoping Arya, Arya. dies. <laughs> I just don't. You want her to. I know. Again, she's another character that I just. What does she, what what does she offer once the show ends? Yeah. Nothing. Okay. Or the okay. books end. Right, I don't yeah. think anything. I think her character has been trained to be this assassin, magic, and all this stuff. It's kind of like once that's done, she doesn't. There's no value to her. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Arya dies. Hmm. Take off the list here. Let me think here. Who do we want? I, I think there's got to be something. I think, I mean, Davos has always been sort of, it would be sort of ironic, right? Because he's always stayed out of harm's way. Yeah. And he's been sort of whatever. And you, I'm, I'm useless. I, you know, in, in a fight, maybe there comes a time where he has to sacrifice himself Right or something? Right. You know what I'm saying it's something possible. Like that. So I'm going Davos. Okay, I think you just got an 11 points there. Yeah, I might have. <clears throat> okay, Davos is worth. Okay, we'll see. I don't know. With Gur, you just don't know. You don't know. Okay, it's tough. Now we're talking some serious picks yeah. here. Okay, so like I'm looking at Brianna Tarth and I'm looking at Tormund Redbeard and I'm Me like, too. I mm-hmm. think they're probably both gonna survive. Okay. Okay. Because I think they're going to get together. All so right. I'm just, I don't, I, if one of them dies, I think they're both dying. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. S- uh, Sam, I just, I don't see how they could kill Sam. I think, I think Gur likes I Sam think that a lot. Sam could probably die in the books, but I don't, no. think, there's no way he's dying in the show. I actually think Sam is the storyteller. I think like when, when yeah. he's, he's, he's like a maester in the future. Something. Telling yeah. I, I think that's someone who needs to continue. Carry Theon's on another guy. I just, what would killing Theon at this point do? I mean, like of all the characters, he's been the one who's been through the most stuff. Right. Like, I just don't see a, a thing to pick. So I'm going to go, man. Okay. It's tough. I'm going to pick something that I'm pretty sure is 11 points. Okay. But I think they're, there's a chance. Uh-huh. I'm going to go with Sansa Stark. Wow. Why? Again, what does she offer? That's fine. I'm glad. Go ahead. And it, I think it would be a huge shock because of all the characters, with maybe mm-hmm. the exception of Cersei, 
she's the one who's like never really been in like a war harm's way. She's mm-hmm. always been in like immediate characters right. harm's way, but like this would be the first time she's really like seeing a war. Okay. And, yeah. s- and I think if they were to kill her, it would be huge. Cause it's, I think she's the one character out of all like the main characters that is like the least expected to die. Right. And so if you did it, it, it would could be, be huge. huge. And it could be a pull in the heartstrings for both John and for Arya. And I would say that Sansa's probably the biggest character. She's not really like she's not in like the main five. Or like mm-hmm. the main like four or five like POV characters like John, mm-hmm. Tyrion, Daenerys. Right. You know what I mean? Arya, Bran. Um, um Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting because I actually think maybe she is like I think Sometimes, she has become. I think. I think she has. Over time, she has become. Like when we first started, Arya was more interesting, but Sansa being betrothed to Joffrey, right. I, it just amped her up. And then she was married to Tyrion. I'm thinking though. So I don't know. I'm thinking that she's bigger in the show than yeah. she's going to be in the books. In the books, that could be. That really could be. Because in the in the show, they focused more on her, but a lot of that stuff. With a lot of that stuff is it's not just Jane Poole, it's Littlefinger stuff. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's Littlefinger with Sansa. Yeah. But they in the show and they've changed right. it. And and Sansa is normally paired up with someone pretty big, either right. Cersei, Tyrion, or right. or whoever. So okay. I'm going to Sansa. Kinda cry kinda I oh, know. Man. It's also Sophie Tyrannus, so you gotta take that in, you know what I mean? If she's dying, it's gonna be last episode. Yeah, okay. Okay. So I think next off, I gotta I gotta go with Tormund. I can see it. And, and I don't want it to, but again, somebody else who puts himself in a lot of harm's way. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I just have to. I just hope he hooks up with Brienne first. Me too. I think that may, that, that may happen. And then pulls at the heartstrings because then he has to save, you know, Jon Snow or something, you know, mm-hmm. or the Hound or who, you know, who knows. Yeah. So, gosh, last pick. Okay. Number 10. I'm going bold. Okay. okay, when I'm looking at these, again, I just don't see a scenario where Brienne of Tarth dies. She's To me, she just seems like a character who's just going to survive. Okay. Sam, I don't see he's going to die. Theon, I don't see he's going to die. So which leaves Jon Snow, Daenerys, and Tyrion, who are the main three characters. Okay. It comes down to, because Tyrion, I think, is the most safe of the three. Because mm-hmm. Peter Dinklage is by far the biggest star. There's, the, he's, I think, of the, of the three, he's the most safe. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it comes down to Jon Snow and Daenerys. This is crazy because <laughs> well, let me remind folks, we have like, it used to be back when Matt and I would talk about Game of Thrones, we had read the books yeah, and, and we were up to, to speed on what was going to happen. So, you know, most of the mainstream folks who watch the show, like we were like, oh, we, you know, we know like, Red Wedding's coming. We, we know. still wanted to see how they did it and right, how they yeah. produced it and everything like that. But now it's like, we have no idea. I know. Every time we talk about it, we're like, yeah, the books are so far behind and the show's ahead. It's like, we're, we have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just crazy. Weird. I'm going to say Daenerys Targaryen. Wow. Because I think between her and Jon Snow, who I think yeah. are really the only two characters left who have a possibility of dying out of the, out of the, out of, out of our remaining character pool. Okay. I think that it's become so much about Jon Snow and Daenerys has been that character who has seen, has thought she's in the difference between John and Daenerys is that John has always been, I'm vulnerable, all this stuff. Yeah. Daenerys has always been like, I'm invincible. Right. And so she's already lost a dragon. Yeah. 
And I think it makes more sense for Daenerys to die who wants the Seven Kingdoms. She wants the Iron Throne. Yeah. And now she would have to sacrifice herself to save the kingdom that she was cast away from. Right. To sit, And then for Jon Snow, who does not want it at yeah. all, to end up Which with is a, it. Right. And it's kind of a stark thing. It is, know, is a stark not. thing, and it's a Gur thing. Right. Okay. All right. So I'm putting you down for Danny Daenerys, Daenerys Targaryen. Targaryen. Okay, which means Ezra, which means Ezra Kirk could do the bold thing and pick Jon Snow. I could, or he could do the safe thing and pick one of these smaller characters and try and win. Let me let me explain the rationale. <laughs> so I have, I have John Tyrion and Theon and Sam Bran of Tarth. Bran of Tarth. That's it. That's who I have left to pick from, and because I'm competitive and I think I know this stuff. <laughs> okay. I think Jon Snow is safe. I do too. Safe, safe, safe. Okay, <laughs> but I, I want. Oh, but hold up. If you don't, if you're not going to pick Jon Snow, yeah, then give the scenario in which Jon Snow dies and the reason behind it. Okay, because I think the idea okay. of Daenerys versus Jon, who's going to live, if one of them has to die, who is it? You know is what? Inter- I might be. You is, know what? Is you know it, what? It's an interesting thing. Okay, here's the thing. I've got to call you out. I think that. Gur loves John more than he loves Danny. I think. Right. That's just his, in, in terms of favorite characters. I could see John sacrificing himself, um, even being like like that whole piece of like, do we bring him back? Do we not bring him back? All of those types. And of And there's things. been maybe some foreshadowing, some references towards it. Exactly. Yeah. Don't bring me back, etc. But so I think he actually will be killed. But then I think he gets brought back. Okay. So I'm worried that that's, that's where we're going to – that might force Danny to do something stupid and foolish. They bring back John, who then is heart, you know, torn. And then, you know, I think they both might – they really both could end up dying. It's possible. It really is. And then Tyrion – because he really likes Tyrion Lannister. You know what I mean? Well, the, Tyrion, so, John, and Daenerys are by far his three favorite characters. He said it. Right. And you can just tell in the writing style that those are his three favorites. Right. And I, I, I think so. Personally, I think all three are going to be safe. Well, I think... Actually, I'm not sure. I think you might be onto something with, with Daenerys. I really do. Because she... Like, like you said, she always has sort of... I know she's gone through a rough patch, but she is sometimes arrogant, overconfident. Right. You know what I mean? Um... So I don't know. I, I, I can see that Tyrion. I think is the most safe. Like you yeah. said, he is. He is by far the most safe. John, he's Snow's great in the books, and he's also he's played by Peter Dinklage, who is by far the biggest actor, right? In, let, in this in this thing, right? So, so let's let's say John and Danny die. Okay, I think you still would have in my book. You have Tyrion who lives on, Sansa who lives on, and maybe someone Arya. else, maybe like a Theon from another great house or something. Yeah, and those are the. People who live on, I don't know about Arya. I'm not quite sure anymore. Yeah, um, but I think I think you need some bigger people from those houses so that the Game of Thrones continues right. yeah. in, in a sense. So, you know, one of us is going to be screwed over because we're going to have somebody who's who's going to be an eleven pointer. But that's fine. Oh, I'm 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 pretty sure my list is mostly. I'm pretty sure I'm going to lose, but I feel like I have great arguments for See, all of them, and had, that's all I care about. Right? <laughs> had you have picked Jon Snow instead of Danny, I would have picked Danny. Yeah. So that's that's how I get so yeah. so that's where I'm kind of like torn because if I want to win this thing I pick Theon, you know if I want to win this I see I don't know I think John I think that Jon Snow and I'm not just trying to say this because I want you to pick him I know I know but I think legitimately though I think there's a bigger argument because I just see 
no scenario. Let me give you one. With Theon? In which Theon dies. Okay, let me give you one. Theon is a character who you and I are kind of rooting for. We're like, we're saying things like that right there. Like, just how could you? How, after all of this, like, what's the point? And, and I think that's kind of who he is. Point, it's, like, yeah. it's just like, really, that's life, guys. Yeah. You know, sometimes it just, it, it rolls the wrong way for you. And, you know, you, you're, maybe he even frees his sister and, you know, takes back the Iron Islands for a, for a short time. And, that, and then he's killed by, right. you know, uh, Euron Greyjoy or something like that. Yeah. So I, I still think there's a chance. I think he's risky. I think he puts himself in harm's way. Um, but I'm going Jon Snow. There we go. That's Just, what I'm, about. I'm going Jon Snow because I think at the end of all of this, there is a really good chance that Jon Snow could be the hero of all heroes. Right. You know, the watcher on the wall. I could see it. See, I see, I see the argument that Jon Snow dies and then it's the reverse where Daenerys does get the Iron Throne. Yeah, it could be. It really, it, it could be. But I, I was really worried because I was thinking like you were that Danny is more likely to die because everyone thinks that she's see girl's got us thinking and he's just got us thinking so backwards this and is just deep. like it's crazy it's crazy because we might as well end it that way with with john and danny you yeah. know just the, that being each of us taking one because then it comes down to our picks earlier on it does you know because which is why i feel good about the night king as my as my first pick again might he's probably going to get me five points because he's probably gonna die last episode but i know he's dying Okay. Yeah. It's like he's a for sure. He's like well, that's he's, like, he's the, the only character for sure that I can say without question is gonna die. The mountain's gonna die. I can. I, I can, can see that, that too. I can see. So that too. I'm saying he's a four point character for me. So he's going out pretty <laughs> early. So well, the problem is I think I have the hound as well. So yeah, who might live? But who, they could die fighting each other. They could. But I actually think if, if the hound beats him, then I kind of think the hound. Is somebody yeah. who I would have left alone because he may live out everyone. Yeah. Now, to be fair, there were characters who we were pretty sure, like, I mean, like, we could have put, like, Beric Tandarian. I think we can all agree Beric Tandarian's dead, like, first or second episode. Yeah, we could have well, added more characters. Yeah, we like, could have like added, added um, Yeah, like, characters. But see that's, see, that's a character. It's like, I don't think she's dying at all. Yeah, no. I just don't. Even, in fact, I'm, we might not even see her again. The, yeah, and I think that's kind of why we picked this list. Yeah, because, we wanted. Yeah, we wanted to pick like main characters, characters who are in harm's way, right? Who we thought maybe it could go either way. You yeah. Know? So yeah, it was yeah, and we wanted more. <laughs> so we got we still have some left like like Brienne. We've got leftover Sam. We've got Theon leftover. Okay. Well, okay. So now we have our lists. Yeah. Tyrion uh, leftover. Yeah. Okay. So obviously this is way ahead of time. Yeah. This, so we will come back to it, and yeah. we'll probably bring it, reference it again throughout the year. Right. Well, we, we haven't seen trailers. We haven't seen. Anything. We haven't seen trailers, and we haven't seen production stuff yet. So right. You, you never know. Right. We we really don't know. So I think this is good. So uh, and in like thirty years, we'll reference it against the book when they come out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's just go uh, down my list real quick. I've got Euron Greyjoy, the Mountain, Bronn, Grey Worm, uh, Melisandre. Uh, Gendry, uh, the Hound, Davos Seaworth, Tormund, and Jon Snow. Okay, and I have the Night King, Cersei, Maester Kyburn, Lord Varys, Jaime Lannister, Bran, Jorah Mormont, Arya Stark, Sansa Stark, and Daenerys Targaryen. Dang, you got a lot of Starks on that list, man. I know, and they might all live. They might all live. But I was going bold. No, that would. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I'm like that guy in fantasy. I kind of want to. I'm like that guy in fantasy football where I draft like a defense first. Right. Yeah. Oh, well, I have the best defense. Yeah. 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 Or I'll draft like eight quarterbacks. 
Well, I guess you're gonna have to trade. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there are no trades. In no, <laughs> yeah. No. Um, we might do something fun, maybe when we see it the last couple of trailers, or as we lead into season eight, maybe we'll see how yeah. it goes. But um, yeah, we'd love to see. Um, you guys should, if you want to, you know, throw tell a little, us your list. Tell us your list. Throw down a little money on Ez. You know, yeah, throw down a little money on me. Make I'm, your own yeah, bets. Make your own bets. Yeah. Who do you think's got the better team? So, all right, guys, that was fun. Um, what we got next, Matt? Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll be talking some Stranger Things, some Star Wars. Welcome back to uh, Southern Baptist. Um, That's a slamming some sausage over there. Well, so some sausage, some uh, bagel cream cheese. Yeah, I can't even get it out. I can't even spit it all out. <clears throat> um, so we're back. We're back. And we're talking about Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you a little story. Go ahead. I have never seen it. Um, when it came out, everyone was talking about it. Right. Like, I think it kind of blew up. I don't think Netflix was expecting it to be as big as it was. Right. It's probably, I at this point argue, it's probably their second biggest show behind House of Cards. Okay. We'll have to look up the numbers, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, House of Cards is a pretty big deal. Right. So, getting ready for the next season, we're going to watch it. That's doing like a, a rewatch. Well, as is doing a rewatch because you've already seen. Oh, I'm it. sorry, I'm doing. I'm doing a rewatch. You're doing a watch for the first time. Mm-hmm. So we've seen two episodes at this point. So there's going to be like an episode one, episode two review. Right. I haven't looked up any spoilers. I literally have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. So let's talk about episode one. Yeah. Go ahead. Episode one. Okay. What do you think? Of? I don't know all the characters' names yet. Um, okay. So far, my favorite character, I guess, across both episodes, is the cop. Uh Chief uh, Hopper. Chief Hopper. Yeah. I like I like I like him. Yep, he seems pretty cool. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Yep, he is. Um, there's so much that we don't know. So there's so much that there's so much to know. Okay, the so, episode, so know. episode one. Let's just do episode one. So episode one, the, the four <laughs> kids, Michael and Michael's yeah. like Michael's like the main guy, right? Yeah, you got Michael. You've got uh, Lucas. Who's that? Um, Lucas is that goofy afro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've got Dustin uh, with the teeth, missing the teeth. In the oh, front. yeah, yeah. The white and afro. The guy who goes missing is Will. Will, yeah. Yeah, Will's... Will, they're so all they're looking da- for Will. So they're downstairs, like, playing D&D. Uh, they summon, like, the creature. Right. Will doesn't kill him. Yeah. I think, what's it called? The demagogue? Yeah. Will yeah. doesn't kill him. And they're like, well, you should lie about it. Don't do it. Anyway, he's like, he tells, he tells Michael the truth. Mm-hmm. So then he's, like, riding back home. And the creature actually, like... We think comes again. We don't see it, but mm-hmm. we're pretty sure that's what happens. Yeah. So essentially, the big story is he goes missing, and then that kind of sets everything off. Yeah. Right. Right. He goes missing, and then it's just all about like, go ahead. You, right. Yeah. Um, I don't see. I don't want to. Renona Ryder's Renona Ryder's character who comes in. Yeah, Joyce. Uh, mm-hmm. Joyce, uh, Will's mom. Right. Um, she's freaking out. She's looking for him. She goes to the police station. Seems like her and Hopper have some sort of history. Uh huh. We'll get I, we'll get to that. What I think what I think is happening. Okay. Um. Anyway, she's scared. She's looking for him. The uh, other other three boys are looking for him. That's kind of their story mm-hmm. for the first episode. Okay. Then we have Michael's sister, 
who pretty much the only thing we know so far is that she is dating that guy who I'm pretty sure is just trying to hook up with her so he can put a notch in his belt. Right. Okay. That's Nancy. Right. Nancy. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she has her, sure her friend with the glasses was, uh, Brenda oh, gosh, what was or her Janet name? or, um, her name is Barbara. Barbara. Okay. Yeah. Barbara. Yeah. Uh-huh. Something just happened to her in episode two. We'll get to that. So then you have the other, I guess really the other main character is like Will's brother. Will's, Will's brother, like older, older brother. brother. His, right. o- his yes. older, his older brother who in the first Jonathan. episode, the first mm-hmm. episode, all we really see is that he is just with Monona Ryder's character, Nancy Joyce, Joyce. Yeah. All right. And they're, and they're just kind of freaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of hear that her dad or his, his dad yeah. is Monona Ryder, Nancy's ex. Right. Um, and so he seems kind of like a bum. We kind of find out about that in episode two. Yeah. And then I guess really the other big character we see is 11 yeah 11 l yeah mm-hmm. l yep she's not called l until episode two yeah i haven't got there yet as my story my bad it's okay so l or 11 goes to the diner she's escaped we don't really kind of know where at the beginning mm-hmm. we know that she's escaped from that military base institution thing yeah. some kind of science thing mm-hmm. and then we see like the guy who she ends up calling dad in episode two or papa mm-hmm. um who i always forget that actor's name i see he's in so much stuff um yeah it's um matthew <clears throat> matthew modine or yeah modine? you'd know him if you saw him if you what? if you haven't seen stranger things plays dr martin i think brenner yeah he's in he's in so much stuff he's one of those like tv actors that is like plays a role in like every show like yeah. you know he's yeah. like, he's one of those guys who like just plays it like yeah, you've seen this episode this ep- the show the show the show like mm-hmm. one or two episodes you'd know him if you saw him um yeah so he's kind of looking for l we presume uh-huh. haven't seen that they're looking for the creature <clears throat> that got out a creature got out well i think cause there's a creature got out because i think a creature took will oh. We don't know. Okay. Where he was in the shack, he had the yeah. gun. Yeah, okay. So that's pretty much episode one. Then the, then the kids run into L. That's kind of like how episode one ends. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Episode two, which we literally just watched, um, L is staying at Michael's house. Mm-hmm. And the boys are kind of freaking out because there's a girl staying over. Oh, yeah. And there's just a, that's just a kind of a charming comedic thing where they're just kind of, you know, she's like trying to get undressed. And they're like, oh, God. Right. Like, yeah. So she ends up staying. They find out, wow, she has powers. She's like a superhero. She knows something about Will. She right. points to him in the picture. Elle doesn't say a lot, lot but she can say she knows how to say no. Yeah, she sure. does. That's for she sure. She knows how to say no. Um, they're trying to hide her at one point and Michael's trying to hide her in his closet. She's yeah. freaking out. We find out, Oh man, she's scared of the dark. Right. Right. She's scared of claustrophobic spaces. We find yep. out that people are coming after her. They're bad people. They're going to shoot her. Right. She learns the word promise. Yep. Gets that she kind of befriends the boys. She's like friend. What's that? Yep. Um, they're trying to go tell on her and that doesn't happen. Yeah. Slam the door. Matter knows. Slam yep. the door. She, um, with the, they're down in the basement. They got the D and D board. She flips it over. She puts him in the dark and yeah. she's like, he's hiding. Okay. And then she shows like the creature yep. creature yep. coming after him, um, which was the same creature that they tried to cast at the beginning right. of episode one. Uh, D and D is like how the show starts. So that's kind of their story. Hopper is looking for, he's still looking for Michael. He's getting a little closer. He goes to the well, diner, yep. finds that his buddy killed himself, which mm-hmm. kind of startles him a little bit. He's like, man, I got a kid missing. Right. Got, um, 
you know, suicide, haven't had one in like 30 years or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Winona Ryder's character, man, she's just having a rough time. Her kid's gone. Yep. Phone breaks twice. Yep. She's freaking out. She has to beg her boss for an advance and a phone. Right. She hears Michael call twice and he's like breathing and she can hear his voice and nobody believes her. Um, the brother, what's the brother's name? Um, his name is Jonathan. Yeah. Jonathan leaves, goes to their dad house to see if he, he ran there. Right. And then Jonathan's dad, we can tell is kind of a bum, but he's like, Hey, your mom's really a jerk. Mm-hmm. I don't really know if that's going to go anywhere. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it to me could, but I kind of doubt it. Um, and then also he goes back to the school. He's posting pictures and, Michael's sister, the girl who's dating the guy. Nancy. Yep. Nancy. Wait, well, I thought Winona Ryder's name was Nancy. No, it's Joyce. Joyce. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I said Nancy. Right I know. I meant Joyce. It's okay. Okay. Um, anyway, she goes over and talks to him. Uh-huh. And she's like, hey, thinking of you, all this stuff. And her friends are kind of like, oh, he's weird. Don't go talk to him. Right. And I don't know if he goes to school or if he goes, he was posting a picture, but then he leaves. So maybe he's just left for the day. Maybe he's cl- skipping class. Yeah, Does I'm not he really go sure to school? about that. He picks up shifts and things. I can't yeah. remember. Did he drop actually. out? We don't really know. At this well, point. Well, I think I this, should know, but I you just should, can't don't, don't spoil it. I don't know. Yeah. I, so I don't literally know. I have mm-hmm. no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. So, um, and I'm not looking up anything. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, so he's posting the picture. She goes over talks to him. I'm kind of thinking maybe down the line they're going to get together because okay. later we see him with the camera looking for his brother, taking pictures, stumbles across the party that they're having. Right. Nancy is out. Right. Yeah, Nancy's, Nancy's at the party with, with Steve. I guess, party. It's mostly just like her boyfriend and like a couple. Mm-hmm. And she takes Barbara. Barbara with her. Right. Barbara's kind of like, hey, you shouldn't get drunk and hook up with this guy. And she's kind of like, well, okay. Right. Uh, so she does. <laughs> and um, Barbara gets taken. Cuts her finger. Blood in the water. Right. And she's taken. Right. Mm-hmm. And William's brother's name? Uh, Jonathan. Jonathan, sorry. Mm-hmm. They never, I don't know the names yet because I haven't watched it. I haven't Two watched it enough times yet. Yeah. Um, so Jonathan, he's taking pictures. He misses Barbara getting taken. Yep. Doesn't really seem to think of anything of it. Right. Um, that's kind of think the last we see of him. Well, he goes to his dad's house, and that's kind of the mm-hmm. the last of the episode. Um, yeah. So Barbara's gone. Um, that's that's pretty much the episode. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty much, much the big. Two. That's the that's that's it. That's pretty much the big big parts. Yeah. 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 So, what did you? What are you thinking right now? Where do you think this is going to go? What do you okay, think so the let me, theme okay, is? So let me, so let me say. Um, so Character literally, the only, thing I, the only thing I'd heard about Stranger Things was that it's like it's like a scary show and it's like 80s themed. Strange, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say that it's not really scary and I kind of like that. I like that it's not like in your face jump scary. It's weird. Like when... Mm-hmm. Sorry, I've been under writer's character game. Oh, uh, Joyce. Joyce. When Joyce is like in the house and she's like going to the... She's like walking around and the, she goes to the light... And then, like, the light, like, burns out, mm-hmm. and then the walls start moving in. She gets right. out of the house, but then doesn't she go back in? Oh, yeah, she yeah, goes back, goes yeah. back in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that it is, it is strange. Right. You can tell. The thing I like about this season is, and I'm, this makes me slightly nervous for season two. Um, we'll see. Sometimes shows, do they, like, this is the image we want. This is the go. This is how we go. And then they get big. And then season two, they kind of shift things. Right. Like if you watch Game of Thrones, season one, there's a lot of hooking up. Right. And then they got big and they're like, well, we better tone it down. And I'm not right. saying like I, I want to watch it more hooking up. I'm just saying if that was their vision, 
they changed well, it because they got so big. Yeah, can I? S- I'm nervous that this show might s- s- go more towards the like let's have jump scary things because that's kind of what people want. One other thing that I think might um, this is not a spoiler or anything at all, but like looking at some of these kids and some of the big name bigger names among them, it's like maybe those folks demand a little more, and then so there, yeah. there's more written in the story for them. Right. So you kind of hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, because right now it feels very unique. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it so far. I like the 80s feel. Right. I like the feel. It's again, I'm only two episodes in. Right. Uh, but Netflix is pretty good because Netflix pretty much delivers HBO, like what I would consider like HBO quality yeah. content. Where like there's a difference between like watching a show and primetime on like NBC or ABC yeah. as opposed to cable where they have a little bit more, they can get away with slightly a little bit more. And then you go to like HBO where it's like pretty much anything outside of like, you know, just straight up hooking up. Right. Goes. <clears throat> and like Netflix is in that same realm. Right. Yeah. Okay. Good. Cool. So s- plot right now. Everyone wants to know what you think because yeah, they've all seen it. Yeah. I, yeah. They've so. all seen it. They all, they've all seen it. I haven't. So right now this, I'm asking a lot of whys. Okay. Rather or not wise, I'm asking like, okay, how is this going to work? Stuff like yep. that. Why are they doing this? Um, yeah, right now I don't really know. I'm kind of I'm kind of confused. I mean, I'm thinking. I'm th- right now. I'm kind of thinking. Obviously, L's the key to everything. Okay, because she's got the power. Why was she at the base? I don't mm-hmm. know what you know. She obviously has some sort of power. Why is there also a monster? Mm-hmm. Um. Like what connection do they have? Okay. Maybe there's some. There's going to be something there. Was is L supposed to turn into that thing later? Like maybe they. I don't know. You know, there's there's mm-hmm. so much. Right. Right now, the thing that's intriguing me most is where's Will and why is Will gone? Yeah. Why is why did the why did the thing just like kill him? Right. Yeah. Right. You've also got like the military establishment, whoever, the people behind all this. Yeah. Like they killed the guy at the <clears throat> bar at the oh, diner, yeah. made it look like a suicide. Right. What are they gonna do now that more people are going? The cops find at least a trail that leads to the the don't restricted zone around like the military base. That's right. Yep. They found her like uh well they found a they found name bracelet. A, a name bracelet for L. They are just like, well, we're checking out because they think that it was it was Will going in there. Right. So and, uh, and now Barbara is gone. Yeah, now Barbara's gone. Okay. S- yeah. So there's a lot of different characters. My initial thoughts, I'm pretty sure that Jonathan and Nancy are going to get together. Okay. That's my guess. Yep. I'm pretty sure Hopper, is that the cop's name? Yep. Hopper yep. and Joyce. Okay. Another writer. They're getting together. Okay. Also, part of me thinks, because they referenced Hopper's daughter. Okay. Did his daughter die? Did they talk, did they, did they say that in they episode one? They did say that. Mm-hmm. That his daughter episode. died. Yes. They did say that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because part, I was there for a second, I was thinking, oh, maybe L is his daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they did. I'm pretty sure. Like she said, said, the way he uh, references it, though, Hopper, references, he hasn't seen her in a while. She's been away. Right. Yada, yada, yada. But then someone else steps over and says, you know, she died several years back or whatever. Okay. He lost her. He lost her. I can't remember if they say he, she died or, or lost her. So, because I know it's a, it's, it's a big difference. But I th- I'm almost positive. It was very well. I know for a fact that it was. The the one character so L, the character was so it. L is so I don't want to, I don't want you to spoil anything so no, at no, this just, point L is not well I don't want to spoil it could be theoretically yeah I have no idea could be okay I have no clue I'm just, 
I'm just kind of thinking. I feel like, or am I just? I feel that? like that. I feel like with this show, everyone's all in. It's all intertwined. Okay. okay. I don't think like they're doing anything. And it's not just like okay, this is like this character's arc. This is I feel like ev- right now I feel like everything's connected. Yeah. Okay. There's got to right. be a reason why this town. Yeah. That's like you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think about like like theme so far? Like what what themes you see like sort of emerging? Um, one that I think that stands out anyways is friendship. Oh, so for far, sure, yeah. yeah, right. Like for that's sure. I think that's kind of why we the first couple I was watching Man was just like, yeah, they're friends, yeah, making they're promises, friends, making promises, right, looking out for each other and stuff. So like that's kind of cool because um, those, those three boys they're just looking for Will. Yeah, is this ten episodes? Season one, ten episodes? Um, I'm not sure. I think so. I'll double check here. Um, I know that Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 95. percent Yeah, I don't trust Rotten Tomatoes. Well, I am IMDb gave I, it a, a uh, I 8. trust 9. IMDb a lot more because Rotten Tomatoes gave Space Jam a 54, and uh, after that, I pretty much think you're garbage. So. Right, right. Uh, let's see, five more. How many episodes is there? Let's see. Yeah, there. Uh, Whoa! Do they have, they've released. Season two stuff already. The names of oh, the okay. episodes. Wow. Okay. There's eight episodes in season one. In season one. Eight. So we're what? Twenty percent done? No, we're forty. Yeah. Two, four. Two we're one fourth away. Twenty-five percent done. Yeah. We're a quarter of the way over there. Yep, we are. And okay. um, season two episode. Oh, we're not even going to get there. Yeah. Just to tell the folks right now, it's it's Mad Max. Okay. That's the name of the episode. I have no idea what that could reference or anything. So October 27th is, is when this comes out? Yeah, next month. Okay, cool. So that's why that's what we're doing to rewatch now, and then we're oh, going to do, do some theories, get ready for it. You can't it. look at those titles because it just, I don't know. oh man, it's giving some stuff away. Okay, I read so two second. episodes in. This is kind of where I'm at right now, so yeah. I'm excited to keep going forward. It's really good. Uh, I don't know why it took me so long to watch it. No, that's why. Yeah, yeah, it's... So you like it, you enjoy it, we're going to keep watching it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Netflix. Netflix makes good shows. But here's my here's my issue, and I've said this before with Netflix, is that Netflix makes really, really good shows, but they're all so new mm-hmm. that it's like, man, I, don't, I just don't want to watch one season. I want to watch like two or three, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like when I got into House of Cards, it was it, four seasons that were done. When I right. got into Narcos, season two had just launched. Yeah. And so I was like, okay sweet right okay gotcha yeah this is gonna be fun i mean <coughs> i'm excited for it i know like i watched this with with my sister she told me about it and we just plowed through it in like a saturday like we yeah, literally exactly. just like yeah went nuts because it's it's not too long but uh it's perfect for october it's just yeah great. i'm down it's gonna be great so yeah so i'm looking for, i'm looking forward to flying through it more um i'll probably actually watch it twice just that way i know like everything that's going on right. okay yeah. All right, so we're, so we'll do two more episodes then for next week. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, at least one or two. Okay. Yeah, we we're definitely we're definitely going to do at least one. I, I thought it was, I thought it was longer. I thought it was like ten to twelve episodes. So I was thinking, oh, we better do two a week. So we're at least going to do episode three. Okay, cool. Yeah, maybe yeah. four. We'll see. Okay. All right, that sounds good. All right, guys. Well, uh, stay tuned. We'll we'll keep uh, keep you up to date on what Matt thinks is going on in Stranger Things uh, season one. Uh, while we wait for season two, and up next we have we have some Star Wars news. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about Star Wars news. There's so much happening, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to talk about that here in just a moment.
Hey guys, welcome back to Second Breakfast. Uh, now we're talking a little Star Wars. Yeah, as so here's my question. First, kind of big news here: Star Wars Episode Nine getting a new director. Right, Colin Trevorrow is out. Kathleen Kennedy, she's at it again. She's just heads are rolling over there, man. Apparently, she's, man. I mean, look, we had the we had Rogue One. Like, we got to reshoot it. Right. Then Episode Eight, we got to reshoot it. Episode nine, they or episode nine and the Han Solo movie said we need right. new directors. Lord Miller also out as Han Solo, um, standalone movie directors, and uh, Ron Howard is in for that movie. Right, they've confirmed that, so he's working away on the Han Solo movie. But we'll actually go back to that in just a second. But this news about episode nine, Colin Trevorrow, a lot of people are making a big deal about it. It is a big deal, but a lot of people are upset about it. I think because what he directed, um, Jurassic world. Okay. Correct. Didn't he? I don't know who directed Jurassic world. Oh, and then See, I guess you and silver produced it. Okay. And then didn't, yeah. uh, maybe I'm wrong about that. And then maybe let's see. He also did, Oh, uh, there's like a book of something. I see here. Colin Trevorrow, but something, anything that Steven Spielberg produces, I don't care who the director is. Steven Spielberg directed it. Right. I think he got a pretty big name though for, for some of what he maybe he was a writer perhaps let's see what he's known for Jurassic World oh gosh what else is he in here he did something that was pretty big it was like a book of how was it called Jurassic World he did writer producer yeah, you director. Can, I'll look it up okay so anyways yeah I, I don't know he's a pretty big deal and I guess people were really stoked about having him on board and um you know, and Ryan Johnson also, uh, he's, he's doing eight right now for The Last Jedi. And rumor is he may be stepping in as the episode nine. Um, like, that's it. Director. Although he is, he is executive producing Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, the sequel to Jurassic World. Although it's still, I'm sure Steven Spielberg's still running the show. Okay, okay. Oh, uh, it's the Book of Henry. That's what he did. Book of Henry, it's a big deal. Uh, people. I've never watched it, but apparently it's a, it was really well done, and so he uh, he directed that and Jurassic World, so right. which you've raved about Jurassic World up yeah. and down. So I mean, yeah. Um, but he just he just directed Jurassic World. Right. Um, Steven Spielberg is uh, produced it, and Steven Spielberg is also the exec- other executive producer on Jurassic World. Right, but I don't think you can not give him. That's the whole reason why he was picked. I think for episode nine. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's kind of like if we're going to give producers credit for stuff, it's just like, yeah. I mean, Steven Spielberg. It's like Steven Spielberg and George Lucas are like they're kind of different producers, right? Because they're producers that also are like big time directors. So mm-hmm. it's like it's like yeah, I don't think like I don't think we sit around and say, oh man, like when we like George Lucas didn't direct episode five. But mm-hmm. when we talk about it, the first person we talk about in terms of being creating it is George Lucas. Yeah, but I think the thing is, though, people gave, I think, if you look at what uh, Jurassic World, I'm pretty sure that when I was looking up stuff for episode nine, he yeah. he had a lot of I'm sure freedom to do different things. Yeah, yeah so I mean, that's why. I mean, otherwise, he has the Book of Henry. And you think they're going to just one? Okay, that's all know, he man. has. You know, that's kind of the thing in Hollywood right now. Hey, let's just pick people who are, who've done like one cool thing. But I mean, that's like not Wonder, been the like thing Wonder that's, Woman. Like that woman didn't do anything, right? But that's not the thing in Star Wars, though. That hasn't been the thing. But this is new things in Star Wars. No, that's that's the point. Is that like so? You've got Lord and Miller who had had some early success, 
And so they're like, okay, cool. They're doing some new different things. <clears throat> Excuse me. So like, let's bring them on, see what they can do for Han Solo. And it turned into basically Ace Ventura is what they said was happening um, with Lord Miller. So my point is, is that Colin Trevorrow is a good director and he's well-known, well-liked. He's up and coming, has early success. And so that's why they wanted him for nine. Well, apparently his creative sort of, yeah, because I mean, you know, because I mean, Ryan Johnson, he's done like he directed Looper, right? Which everyone see again. If you go look at like Collider and some of these other, other things, I've never the Book of Henry. I I don't know anything about it. Never seen it. Yeah. Jurassic World, pretty big, big, yeah. But Book of Henry, they rave. People rave about it. And that's just 2017. So that's pretty yeah. recent. Apparently, it's it's pretty pretty. Yeah, I've seen it. I don't so, know anything about it. Like, have you seen Looper? Uh, no, but Hayden Christensen in it. Maybe they're like... I mean, Mark Hamill raves about it. Like, he raves about it being such an awesome movie, really creative, all this kind of stuff. Oh, wait, no. So, I'm think- I was thinking of Jumper. Never mind. Looper is the one with yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, okay, okay. I know. Yeah, different movie. Yeah. But, I don't know. I mean, I think the point is, is that, like, Kathleen Kennedy has a certain direction and right. way in which she wants these things to go, and she initially brings on Lord and Miller to kind of, because they had success in what they were doing in the show, okay, cool. They're hot. They're fresh. You know, maybe they're going to bring something new to Star Wars because J.J. Abrams gets criticized a lot because Episode Seven was just a redo of Episode Four. That's often right. what people criticize it for. So, you know, Daisy Ridley has recently said in an interview that she believes Ryan Johnson's The Last Jedi is. How did she put it? She goes, "It's different." but right or necessary. Right. So it's, 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 I think, and everyone is pushing this idea that what Ryan Johnson is doing is so different, but it's right. It's where we need to go. So I think, you know, with all the success he's having, he is, you know, going to, I think, get the job for episode nine. Another thing that's interesting is they kind of set the, like they know where they want this to go in the feel. And I think these directors are, they have less creative freedom. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm wondering about, you got a guy like uh, Colin Trevorrow who directs it's, Jurassic World. Yeah. Okay. Steven Spielberg is the producer for that. So what's the difference between how Spielberg and those guys, did they let Colin Trevorrow have a lot of freedom or yeah. did they, or, like you're saying, no, they had a big hand in that. And why is he not okay with having, why is, so Kathleen Kennedy has a big hand in she You see what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the difference? Well, I'm just saying, like, if you watch, like, go watch Jurassic Park and then watch Jurassic World. Or really, if you watch a lot of Steven Spielberg movies, Jurassic World, I mean, I'm telling you, just shot by shot, if you look at it, it's very Steven Spielberg. Like, it, it feels mm-hmm. like, like, you could, like, without seeing who directed it, yeah. if you knew, you, you could watch that. It's like Michael Bay, right? You can watch a Michael Bay movie and know, okay, Michael Bay either directed this or produced yeah. it. Like, even, I don't think Michael Bay directed the newer the newest ninja turtles movie but if you watch it you're like okay this is really a michael bay right so my point though is is that why then is kathleen kennedy the people that lucas film getting rid of him yeah well no because like what you're saying is that okay so colin trevorrow basically had no i mean he had a small i'm not saying he had no i'm just saying well i was kind of what you're saying so like if colin trevorrow is is basically being overshadowed by people like steven spielberg and things like that then what's going on with star wars why didn't he have that's, if if that's he's the great, okay, that's the great. That's the great. If question. Colin Trevorrow is okay with being overshadowed by like Spielberg, correct? And why isn't he okay with like Kathleen Kennedy and those guys telling him what to do in Episode Nine? Or did they not? Maybe they just Maybe said, didn't. "I don't know." He's no good. I don't you know, know because if you look at Rogue One, or like we need to reshoot this. If you look at 
I mean, they got rid of the director for episode. I mean, maybe, I mean, here's the, the difference is that maybe the difference is that they're just, they're so, I don't know, maybe nervous. They're so worried. I mean, there's a lot of things. Again, I've, we've talked about this before. You got to remember Disney as a company, mm-hmm. you know, ESPN is not doing well. So okay. they're probably leaning on a lot of the other things. And Star Wars isn't just a movie franchise. It's not just another movie franchise. It's this should make us, this should be a billion dollar movie. I mean, when you're talking about a billion dollars and potentially more billions down the road, it better be good. Well, I also and the expectations for this for Star Wars is just as as doesn't matter who owns it. I think Star Wars would do that. Yeah, so maybe it's not as much Colin Trevor. Maybe it's just maybe it's Kathleen Kennedy. These guys are like really nervous. Well, or yeah, they have a certain vision, and these guys aren't conforming. That's what I'm trying to get to. Is that these directors are known for being thinkers outside of the box, right? They think outside the box, do things a little differently. But then I'm kind of wondering, based on what you said, so Colin Trevorrow maybe wasn't that type of director for Jurassic World. Maybe. You know, so maybe for a book like, um, what was the other one? The Book of Henry, maybe he had more freedom. We should watch The Book of Henry. We should watch that. We should also, was it Looper you said? Ryan Johnson? Yeah. Yeah, So, I mean, I just hear other actors and stuff talk about how much they like those books, or those uh, those movies movies and stuff. And so I'm like, oh. We're kind of behind on our movie watching. We need to go check those out. Which is a lot of these, a lot of these but, directors that haven't directed a lot of things. Yeah, but like, it just seems like they're not having, they're not allowed a lot of freedom. They have to play yeah. ball. Gareth Edwards in Rogue One said, "You guys want to reshoot? You know, however, whatever the percentage was, you guys want to reshoot it? Cool. Let's yeah. go ahead and do it." Well, Ryan Johnson, same thing. If Colin Trevorrow yeah. doesn't play ball, then yeah. maybe that's why. Well, he's out. I mean, think about this. Why did Joss Whedon? He left Marvel. Mm-hmm. Why did Joss Whedon, who directed Avengers, which was sweet, why did he leave? And the same company, you know, different different things. Why right. did he leave Marvel? And right. now he's working for DC, right? Because so I mean that that should say something when you have a huge director that he did he did Firefly. Everybody yeah. loved it. Oh yeah, Firefly. He did. You know, I mean, I haven't seen it, but I know everyone everyone who's seen it is like, it's oh my like god, it's cult amazing. Following, yeah, yeah. He did <clears throat> Avengers, which was huge, right? And then suddenly Joss Whedon. So. It's kind of like it seems then like whether it's a Disney thing or, or what have you, that they're control freaks. A I think bit. they are. Yeah, they're, they're, another, they're really... Another, another, another thing I watch a lot is I watch a lot of... We've brought it up here. Totally different thing here. Uh, I watch a lot of Undisputed, which is you know Skip Bayless, Shannon Sharp. Mm-hmm. A lot of ESPN's talent has left ESPN to go work for Fox Sports, and almost all of them criticize like criticize Disney and the way they ran their company. Right. So like, and they, that's what they've said is they said, we're now allowed to do the things we want. Right. Here's a question. Have they, they have they started shooting episode nine? Do we I know? I think so. Or they're, or they're getting ready. It's 2019. To. So I think they might, we might, we might be in a position where like with Lord Miller for the Han Solo movie. Yeah. I think those guys are going to be given credit for it because they shot so much right. of, they only had two weeks left. Right. When they said, you guys are out yeah. and Ron Howard's in. Well, uh, here's the, here, I will say this about episode nine is that the thing you got to remember for these movies, not just Star Wars, is I really believe Carrie Fisher's death probably has played an enormous role in this because it'd be one thing if you just kind of signed up to direct it and you saw the script and it was like, okay, here's what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly believe, not that we've seen episode eight to really confirm it, I honestly believe that the plan was so different. Yeah, and that too. it's changed. I I feel like they. I just have a feeling, a gut feeling that in like five years from now, when we get all the details about how it changed and you know all the backstory, that the plan was totally different. 
Yeah, I do too, actually. Um, I, I think, and I think we'll be able to tell in episode eight right. when we when we finally see it, we'll be able to tell just what Carrie Fisher's role should have been right. or could have been. I, th- I think there was, and a- I think I think that's kind of thrown everybody in a loop because they had a timetable, they wanted to get this done, and now they're like, oh, we got to move stuff around, and everyone's nervous because Rogue One. I lo- I love Rogue One, mm-hmm. but it kind of got mixed reviews. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think it got good reviews, but I, I mean, the people who were criticizing it were like, "Man, I do like really." It was kind of like a love or hate movie. Really? I mean, if you re- if you listen to the people who criticize it, I mean, they're not just like, "Oh, it just wasn't good" or "It wasn't stores." I mean, it's like they're like trashing it, which I just found kind of odd. Huh. But. Yeah, I think that's probably few. There, there. I don't think the number. I don't think there's a lot of people like that who are trash. I felt like overall, I thought it was pretty favorable, wasn't it? No, I got an 85 on Rotten Tomatoes and a 7.9 on IMDb. Yeah. I think for a standalone, people were really nervous about, right. you know, that standalone. What are we going to do? And I'm, they're even more nervous now with the Han Solo movie because it's like, you know, it seems like it's in turmoil. But my, my I guess what I wanted to when I first started talking about this was I actually think go Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. I, and I'm actually, I know some people are going to be like, no, 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 that's, that's crazy. Like, I can't believe they didn't let, you know, Lord and Miller and Colin Trevor and these guys have their creative freedom. But I think she works with story group. She's work. She's seeing everything, you know, they get, uh, once they get all these reels together and they, they show a little sampling, uh, to Kathleen Kennedy, then I think she makes, she and some other folks make the call. I, I, I just think it's in good hands. I was worried about the reshoots with Gareth Edwards, and it turns for, for Rogue One, and it turned out that was the best way to do it. Like, they reshot the whole end of that. They brought in Steven Spielberg, actually, and they brought in some other folks to work, you know, to help review some of that and um, Well, and I think I liked Rogue One. Yeah, I like Rogue One, too. I like Rogue One a lot. I get the argument people have against it where they're like, it's slow, and then, I mean, yeah. yeah. It, the, first, the first, like, two-thirds of the movie. I thought slow, it was the one ending's of the, amazing. So I, I, mean, I thought it was one of the... I thought they did an amazing I, job I of characterization of all of those. I think it's second or third, too, but the characterization, yeah. building, like, the dialogue between characters. Characters could say one line, and you knew there was a history there, you know, that were kind of like, oh, where's the comic book? Let's figure out what happened to, you know, so-and-so. So I, I, that whole team sort of had backstories that we don't know what they are, but right. we were invested in those characters. I mean, K2SO, by the end of the movie, we're like almost in tears because he's dying. And he's right. just this new droid that we just got introduced to. You know, it's like, right. wow. Well, so, I mean, yeah. I thought that was yeah. I well mean, I, done. Yeah. I mean, I get, I get it. I, because like the thing is about, about these movies, Star Wars, I mean, you're not, you're not just talking about, you got to think about it. Like I, like, I like to think of these things as like, I like to look at the companies. It's just a different view I have on things, I guess, when I, the way I look at it. I mean, Star Wars is where they're going to show all the Marvel trailers, right? And so it's a big fluid system. So if this movie comes out and people are like, don't see it, I mean, you're not just talking about money lost at that movie. You're talking about potential dollars at other movies for trailers and things like that. Right, right. You know, another thing that I think um, Ryan Johnson, I think, has really played ball. And I think people are kind of shocked by what he did. And with with um, with the last Jedi, I think he did something so shocking that they actually just think he needs to continue his story yeah. because there was a lot of arguments that he was going to or he needed to help Colin Trevorrow write this movie or that Colin Trevorrow was asking Ryan Johnson to put shots in the because actually Ryan Johnson asked I think part of his conversation with JJ was we need a scene at the end where Ray's handing off 
yeah. this lightsaber to Mark Hamill. He says, I need that because it's, we're going to pick up right there. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, these I'm other still, directors I'm, are I'm still, so I'm still so torn on that scene. I know. And the, but that's, that's, that's what's kind of crazy is that like, well, I think we needed to see Mark Hamill. I didn't like the, I kind of wished, I wish he was. It was like, almost like false advertising. To be it honest. really was actually to be to be honest, I that is one thing I didn't like. I like, I mean, if it were not a movie, I think honestly you could probably sue him for false advertising. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and it was it was crazy. That was crazy that he was only in it for. I mean, he had no line. Well, I think he might have. No, I don't think he actually had a line. The, I don't think he, even in the other force. than his old, other than his voice from yeah from uh, Return of the Jedi. No, yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm not sure if he redubbed that or not, but. Yeah, I, I think what has happened, really, I think, I don't know yet, it's so fresh, it's so new, I think Ryan Johnson has told a story that is so different from what Colin Trevorrow was going to do, or what he anticipated he was going to do, that they just need to continue with Ryan Johnson. Yeah. I actually think that may, it may be that I mean, simple. We'll see. I mean, look, we'll see. I mean, the other thing you got to think about is, you just got to think about, Star Wars is such, like, it's a an enormous franchise. I mean, I think they bought it for, like, roughly $4 billion off George yeah. Lucas. Mm-hmm. And I mean... It's just so tough trying to please everyone because yeah. the criticisms that were the criticisms of episode seven was well it's just a re it's like people were like people were like well it's like a reshoot of episode four yeah and like you know the prequels well we like them because we're huge Star Wars fans sure I mean those got blasted hard so it's kind of like with episode seven we need to bring back the old fans but we need to do something new so I think that that's why don't you find it odd that episode seven's criticisms were that it was too much like the originals and now all the news about episode eight is that it's completely different yeah and i'm actually okay do you think that was the plan or do you think you think actually you think do you think the plan was to make seven kind of like a re not like a remake but very spirited in the old thing and then do eight nine completely different i kind of do actually I, I, I really do. And I don't know that that was JJ's idea, but um, there's a guy, Lawrence Kasdan, who he is heavily involved with the standalone um, Han Solo film because he right. he actually wrote and, and kind of created Han Solo. He, he was a big part of that in, in creating sort of his, not really his backstory, but just who he was as a character. I mean, obviously Harrison Ford did a lot on his own, but like Lawrence Kasdan, when he's in this movie, one of the problems with uh, Lord Miller, they actually didn't, they were going off script. And he, he was one of the screenwriters. He was one of the, the, the writers for this. And they actually really lean on him quite a bit. And I think he's real elbow to elbow with Lucasfilm and just real close. He's, he's, he's that old guard that worked on the originals that they're kind of like referring back to. Does this seem Star Wars? Does this look like Star Wars to you? Does this feel like Star Wars? And so these directors are having to almost kind of like run, thing, run things through Kasdan. And I'm, yeah. I think that's sort of where some of the problems are happening or maybe yeah. not Kasdan, but people like him. And I think that could be what's yeah. some of some of the, I mean, I felt episode seven feels more star Wars to me than rogue one, but I think that was kind of the point. Episode seven feels more star Wars, more star Wars to me than rogue one. Yeah. Actually one thing about rogue one that I thought was brilliant was it was a really nice blending yeah. of like showing us some new things, but then this feels like the empire. Right. We felt like we were still in that galaxy. So, I mean, it's it's hard to say like what does Star Wars feel like because one, two, and three feel way different than four, five, and six. Right, and seven to me feels more like four, five, and six, but still like its own thing. Uh, but sometimes I'm like, I don't. I feel like one, two, and three are more like Star Wars than 
seven, and I just, I don't know. Seven to me is just, it's, I don't know how I feel about it. Uh-huh. When I first saw it, I was like, you know, I, I really liked it. I came out, I was like, I had a good time. But then when I try to stack it against a lot of the other movies, I'm it like, it is different. It's, it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm it's kinda, in a weird place. I'm kind of starting to be on like, I'm kind of starting to be an episode seven downer. Yeah. That's okay. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, I, it is in a weird sort of place because it did do a whole bunch of like referencing to, you know, some of the uh, New Hope sort of it paralleled New Hope quite a bit, yeah. um, but with new characters and new feel, a different sort of, um, still almost the overarching same plot, but they went about it just a little slightly D- yeah. different you know and but we're gonna have to talk a lot more Star Wars heads because i i got a lot of i got a lot of heart you know i got a lot of yeah. i'm here to ask the hard questions that's fine ask him and yeah. as and as and as will defend it and and give us all no and yeah. i'll tell you what the, the thing is though i like cri- to look you have at criticisms about star wars i do but here, actually you know what here's one thing because matt's a big prequel guy i i think that one two and three i i, I really think disney is trying to avoid that feel i think they are too big time and I think you can see that in Rogue One. You can see it in the Han Solo feel. They're looking for a more serious tone, but yet still some nice friendly elements with the droids. They are avoiding yeah. like the plague, a Jar Jar incident yeah. again. And I, I, I don't know. I, I actually am okay with that. And I think like throwing things back to the original, like there are, there are great story elements in the originals that they're, they're trying to pull from, but they need to make new and fresh. Yeah. I think Ryan Johnson apparently... According to people, I mean, Mark Hamill criticized at first Ryan Johnson. And then he said, "You know what? I haven't seen it with the music. I don't. Right. I don't. I haven't seen everything clipped together." He goes, I, "It felt when he was acting, he said Ryan was pulling things out of him that did not feel like Luke Skywalker." Yeah, I like, have a. I have a. Really str- scares me. But I I'm have like, a strange worry that episode eight's going to get blasted hard. I feel mm-hmm. like, I feel like the star, the hardcore star Wars fans. I feel like the meat, the, the average number of people that go and see it, who are just like, okay, whatever star Wars, I go see it. Right. Are going to be like, this was good. I feel like, I feel like I'm going to come out of it. And I'm going to be like, I liked it, but then I'm going to, I have a feeling it doesn't feel star Wars at all. I'll tell you what, if they do, here's what, if they do this in episode eight, if the, the whole rumor is, is that they're going to be exploring the ancient nature of the force. Yeah. Now that's actually something that really has not, it's always hinted by Yoda and the council, right. an old prophecy, blah, blah, clone wars takes a little bit further. You know, it was so subtly referenced in four five and six that it's like, it sounds like they're diving deep into the, in the, into the nature of the force. Now, if they make a reference to the wills, the book of wills, um, the first Jedi, you know, like, like the creation right. of the Jedi order, if the old Republic references come back or, or in some way, like these forest trees, I'm mystified as to what maybe the forest trees are going to represent. And then if they answer correctly, who is Ray, then I'll be okay. Like I, yeah. I'm just so worried Dude. about the answers to those questions, like what they're going to do, you know? Cause I feel like episode seven told us pretty much nothing. No. And that was the thing. And that's it just, it, yeah. Like, but episode four told us, Nothing is that's why there's such a strong parallel there. Yeah. Now, did it? It did tell us some things, but Palpatine's not in Episode Four. You have a dark, you know, right. figure, Darth Vader versus this young, up, uh, you know, dark versus light. He's even wearing a light tunic. Yeah, Obi Wan's there for a little bit, right? This the guide by the side, and then that's right. That's pretty much it. Han Solo's the guy by the side. Kylo Ren's in black. You know, Daisy um, or Ray is in is in her nice little tunic. Yeah. Although, yeah, if, if you think about it, like. If you think about it, one, 
four, and presumably seven feel different than the other two movies and their respective trilogy. Yes, now we do. haven't seen eight or nine, but I have a feeling if when eight and nine come out, eight and nine will feel, feel a lot closer. Well, yes. Because one, especially one, feels like two and three feel like the same movie. Right. Like the way they look, the way they feel. Whereas one to me feels like one to me feels like its own, like the most unique Star Wars movie. It feels so different than the rest. Right. Four, I mean five and six again feel a lot closer than four. Right. And I, I'm totally with you on that. I actually think that's what's so interesting to me about this whole conversation with Colin Trevorrow. I mean, like I go back to the, the, the originals and one of the screenwriters, Lawrence Do we know, Kasdan, was it like a force out? Was it like I think was he was a fired. mutual thing? I, I looked that fired. up. I was trying to see whether he was fired. Go, go ahead and look it up for me. Uh, see if he was fired, if he just quit. Um, it could have been a mutual thing, but I don't know. I don't. My thing is, I don't know if he's going to get any credit for this because I'm not sure if they filmed yet or if they've if they've started. So I'm not sure how the, if there's a director's guild or whatever, if they're going to, how this will work. But, um, but to your point though, earlier, Lawrence Kasdan, it was in five and six as a screenwriter. And those did feel like they were much more connected, um, and even closer in time than four. So, and one, like you said, one is, seems a little separated, especially you got the 10 year gap between, um, episodes two and episode three. So, I think I think it could be it could be that episode seven is sort of on its own, sort of just to get us sort of set for this new era, this new time period. Tell a little bit about the what's going on in the galaxy, introduce us to the characters, get us to love them, and then take them up and down. Okay, this is from Vulture dot com. Yeah, looks, and it sounds it says to me he's pretty opinionated. Colin Trevorrow. Yeah, yeah, that could be. And, that's why I'm re- that's why I'm really starting to think. That when you Jurassic World was mm-hmm. more like maybe he was just like oh this is a big opportunity to work with Steven Spielberg and I I'm telling you dude if you watch that movie I'm not saying you're wrong I just want it's a difference to right me. like why was he okay not being as opinionated in Jurassic World and then he goes to Star Wars which is bigger who's than producing? Jurassic who's producing JJ um, Abrams JJ Abrams it? producing Let's Episode see. Eight right here we got producers for. Uh, yeah, Kathleen Kennedy is is one of the producers, and then Bergman, who I okay. think is the, isn't he one of the? Isn't he the? Uh, oh, what is he? What is he known? Oh, he's just he's a producer. Okay, yeah, Israeli film yeah, producer. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, the Steven Spielberg's like as big as it gets, though. Right. So and what maybe, I'm saying maybe, is maybe he felt like with Kathleen Kennedy he, he could, could be more opinionated. He could be more opinionated. Yeah. And then he he decided, and then she was like, "No, we're not having that." Maybe he was. Yeah, I don't know. That really could that's, be. That's what that's what I'm reading. I've, I've looked at a because, couple. I've looked at a couple sites now, and that seems to be what people are saying. Yeah. Of course, this is all. You also have to remember this. Kathleen Kennedy is overseeing all of this, right, Matt? She's she's overseeing all of this. Colin Trevorrow is brought in for one movie, and if it doesn't fit, and if he's not if he's not going to play play I don't ball, know, man, maybe it's maybe it's more Kathleen Kennedy because here's somebody's quoted as saying, "If you rub Kathleen Kennedy the wrong way in any way, you're out, you're done." So maybe maybe he maybe that's was, what I think happened with maybe with it was maybe it was more Miller. her being like, "No, this will be my way," and maybe he was just like, "Hey, I think we should try this." But that seems weird to me because if Ryan Johnson's trying something so different, maybe he just presented it and said, "Here's what I want to do," and if you they know, just fell in love with it. And here's the thing, though, Ryan Johnson, I think in the way he presents stuff. Every actor, as far as I know, fell in love with he. They say he has a gift for just pulling. You met the him, best. didn't you? At I did. I met him. Yeah. He was one of the kindest, most soft-spoken guys, and he just has a really good 
he just seems like from from what Mark Hamill and everyone else was saying, like works really well and really closely with his actors and has, has a lot of respect from them, even though like you know, even Daisy Ridley, when she first read the script and the story and things was like, whoa, there's, we have a problem here. Let's double check this. What's going on? This seems really different. So it is kind of shocking. I think he, it's his nature and his personality and his willingness to sort of play ball. But I think, you know, what right you here in that article, same thing. See, that's why this was, this is why I was, what I was saying about Steven Spielberg. I just, during the making of Jurassic World, he focused a great deal of his creative energies on asserting his opinion. Um, but because he had been personally hired by Steven Spielberg, nobody could say you're fired because that would look bad on Steven Spielberg. Yeah. But that shows me though, what you're saying, like Spielberg might not have been as involved then is what I'm hearing from that. Because, because if if he's opinionated and allowed to do what he wants to do, then he had more freedom there. And it seems like he has less freedom here. He probably had slightly more freedom, but I'm thinking it's more like Steven Spielberg instead of firing him is like, well, I'm just going to take over and you're just going to get the credit. No, I don't think so. I, I I don't think that's what happened. Do you think that's what happened in this? I don't know, man. But now he's the executive producer of the next movie too, so that's kind of weird because Who? the Trevorrow he's gonna, he's executive. He, he and Spielberg. See, I think are, they worked well together. I don't think it was a thing where Spielberg. So I don't know. Maybe maybe the higher. I don't know maybe that the, Spielberg. Maybe the higher super, ups wanted to fire him. Yeah, but I also don't know that Spielberg is super. Even when they brought him in for different projects, he's a pretty chill guy. Stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think he's pretty much like, well, it looks good. You, you do you. It's sort of, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he's it, probably he's probably like, I would do this. Maybe he, I, I don't know. But I'm just saying. I think the difference is, is that like you said, Kathleen Kennedy's nature and his nature. Maybe they didn't go didn't go didn't well, together. together. But and it is interesting because Kathleen Kennedy also fired the director of Han Solo movie. They're also very and, opinionated though, and they're also like back to back. Yes, but they're also very like. It seems like both of these directors. If you know Ryan Johnson and Gareth Edwards, very humble, soft-spoken guys, and yeah. that does not seem like uh, Lord and Miller were going on set and just going off the cuff. It okay. said it said they were. They actually said that the actor who was playing Han Solo, he raised some concerns, which we think were raised to Lawrence Kasdan and maybe yeah. or who I don't know who you know, and kind of said, guys, I'm worried. This is going to fall on my shoulders. People are going to say, I was the worst Han Solo ever. And he was sort of, he goes, let's look, the words Ace Ventura were used in comparing this. And now that you've seen Ace Ventura, I can't believe we would make that (laughs) comparison. It's unbelievable. So that is worrisome. Now, the the thing that I don't, I get that the Lord and Miller were, that seems like more of a risk. It's a different, it's a genre hop in a sense. I'm not so sure about what happened here with Colin Trevorrow. This is this is it's weird. It's kind of baffled people, but I think I think maybe she just fell in love with Ryan Johnson, and that's maybe the direction they want to go. And she she might have been looking for a reason to to get rid of him. So I I trust her though because here's here, why I okay, trust here, her. Okay, here it says this is like these are all like I guess like they're this this is Vulture.com. I don't know how accurate it is. I'm, I'm, yeah, I've looked I've looked, looked, I've looked at too. a couple other sites, yeah. and they seem to be saying roughly the same thing. Um, but it's saying here that they weren't even really thrilled to be working with Colin Trevorrow in the first place. Oh, really? So, so why did Kathleen Kennedy, if she didn't like him, hire him? See, this is yeah. I'm betting. See, this is a thing, man. This is all the, when I think about Joss Whedon like leaving. I think yeah. about all those guys at ESPN leaving. I think it's a Disney higher up thing, right? I think that I see. I think what's happening is they're going above. It's going. It's coming from above Kathleen Kennedy's head. Well, I think. 
Well, actually, I think she's and one then, of the, and then she's probably and then she's probably saying she's ahead of Lucas Films. But I, I will say yeah. this: No, you're right. I, I will say it does seem like you have to. I keep saying the phrase "play ball," and this yeah. is almost to me like a boys' club, even though it's Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. But like, if you don't jive well with their group and the feel, then it, there is some tension, and they don't really. It's almost like they have a culture that they want to that they've created and they want to keep. And if you don't fit into that, then okay, see ya. Because it seems like Lord and Miller were not playing very well with Lawrence Kasdan. They weren't treating him well. They weren't respecting him. And they weren't following his direction very much and his script at all. They were going, I mean, dude, they were way off script, apparently. Just doing improv. I mean, a crap ton of improv. And she came in and was like, are you serious? Like, I think... I think she had backed off and some of the uppers had backed off a little bit and put Lawrence Kasdan and some of the other folks around uh, Lord Miller. And now I think that now since that has happened, I think they are like vultures. They are over top everything now. And so they're getting ahead of this before it even has a chance to, if they, if they sense some early tension, I think gone. Yeah. That's kind of sad, but at the same time, it's also could be a good thing because right now I'm happy with episode seven and rogue one. I'm actually, over, I'm more happy with Rogue One than I am Episode Seven, to be quite frank. But so I, I, I think it's going to go in the right direction, and I think I hope she just hires Ryan Johnson. He said he would be more than willing to do another one. Disney has na- Disney has fired four of its six Star Wars directors. Who are? Does it list them all? Is it, yeah. uh, Gareth Edwards plus Josh Trank plus Lord Miller plus Colin Trevorrow. They didn't fire Gar- Gareth Edwards. Uh, this was they they did reshoots and they brought in other other folks but he played ball and said whatever you guys want you know he was okay then that yeah this, that, that's, uh, just, this, that's just that's just but, you're, is, but you're, the other some, ones this is some random side that's I'm, fine no I'm just kind of going through like screen rant and some of these things it makes it more of a story if you say <laughs> yeah but yeah no I, they did want to reshoot the ending of Rogue One and I'm glad they did okay here okay here's what it's saying what's it saying. According to Vulture.com, this is a screen rant. Okay. Um, the record-shattering success of 2015's Jurassic World seemed to have gone to Trevor's head. Oh. So maybe they, maybe he was playing ball with Spielberg because he was like an unknown guy at the time. Mm-hmm. Jurassic World comes out. It's like enormous. It's right. like an over-billion-dollar movie. Huge. And so then maybe he's like, oh, well, I direct Jurassic World. Yeah, that could be. Which is like Disney's direct rival. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah. you need me. You know what I mean? So maybe that's maybe that's more what it is, right? So that that seems to make sense as to why we were like, why is he working with Spiel? Why? What's going on there? Yeah, why is he able to work so well with Spielberg and not and not be able to work Kathleen with Kennedy? That makes yeah. a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah, I could see it going to his head for sure, and that's too bad. I mean, I actually I don't know. See, the thing is, too, we talk, we sit here and we talk about. I actually met Ryan Johnson, so I actually do know. I mean, I've never worked with the guy. Obviously, I'd love to one day, Ryan, if you're listening. Cast yeah. me, man. I'll be an extra. I will kidding too. Kidding me? I'll be a porg. I don't Couldn't know what they are, but up down. <laughs> um, but he just seemed like, even on stage, and he was so humble, and he was always just so thankful. He had this attitude of gratitude, which is uh, which is awesome. And Gareth Edwards has had that same sort of mentality. And Gareth, huge Star, both of them, huge Star Wars fans, and we're just uber excited about the whole thing. JJ's JJ. He's he's amazing, and so I think you know that made a lot of sense. But. Um, yeah, and, and you need to remember too. Ryan Johnson is not just the director for Episode Eight; he was also the screen, he's the screenwriter too. Right. And so there was a lot of talk about what he was going to pass on to Colin Tre- Trevorrow, because Mark Hamill mentioned in multiple interviews he was like, 
this is crazy. What's going to happen is, is kind of crazy. And he goes, it's going to be left up to Colin Trevorrow to just wrap this all up. And I think that was sort of an, a daunting task. And they said, well, where do you see this going, Ryan? And I think, yeah, that's where we're going, but I don't know. I mean, it seems to me like, <laughs> it seems to me like that's, it's just the right call. If Ryan John is to just give it to Ryan Johnson. Cause if you're yeah. going to go in this direction, you if might as we well want, do it. Like you said, see, that's a problem. See, that's just a problem in general. It's like, look, you have, you know, you have these different movies, like you're having all these movies. It's kind of like, okay, go watch the Marvel movies. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and like, they all feel different, but they all feel similar. You know what I mean? So it's like, right. clearly you have like, I mean that the Marvel's insane. Cause you have like none of those movies. Like if you were to watch any of those movies in any order, you would be able to tell they all feel like the same thing right yeah. like uh-huh. they don't they don't feel like completely different right with maybe the exception of like captain america one okay but most other than that they all feel like the same whereas like star wars it's like if episode eight feels totally different than episode seven mm-hmm. then episode nine better feel like like you, episode like eight you, like you can't go in and then a no and like a yeah and that's what direction. back yeah. to your point which you had said is that one four and seven are kind of like a reset it's almost yeah. like here we're going to start this new you yeah. know trilogy yeah. right and then and then five and six have to be close seven and eight uh i'm sorry eight and nine right and then you know two and three have to yeah. be close yeah. i actually think that might be what's going on here yeah because like game of thrones right like they have a lot of different directors yeah for their episodes but never am i like wow this feels like it, like if right. you, like i didn't even know they had different directors until i really like started reading about it right you know yeah. what i mean like like none of it never felt different like right so last question here we'll just kind of do this and kind of wrap up i love having a long and deep and sweaty conversation about star wars so do you think from what you've heard what we've read and what we've talked about what do you anticipate for the last jedi i'm kind of anticipating to be completely I'm gonna, I know, I'm gonna be i'm gonna be completely that's fine percent honest here right now I am a huge Star Wars fan. I grew up with it. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, I am not like super excited about The Last Jedi. Yeah. Not as excited as I know I should be. Yeah. I was way more excited for Episode 7. And I think the problem is, and this was kind of the thing with Rogue One, is, man, I watched the first trailer for Rogue One. I was like, okay. I watched the second trailer. I was like, okay. It wasn't until like, the last couple of trailers, I was like, okay, I get really excited. See, episode seven had amazing trailers. It like, did. God, the, I cried when they did the the one where Luke talks. Oh my god, it's the one where so the one too. where the I one cried. where Luke talks, and it was like you know, episodes eight, episode eight's trailer. I think is kind of a bad trailer. I, yeah. And so I'm kind of turned off by it, and that's all we've seen. And, and that's a teaser trailer too, even though it's, yeah. it's the first trailer. So um, I need another trailer to kind of because I'm just kind of like. I have no idea what it. I have like, I know that it's Star Wars, but I have no idea what it's about. Yeah, or no idea at all, like where it's going to go or what it's going to be. All I know is it's supposed to be different and dark, and I'm not just going to love a movie just because it's Star Wars. Like right. I'm going to like it if I like it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now you, I remember like back when uh, Episode Seven came out, you were also kind of like, guys, this could be bad, bad, and you because, but just the unknown, right? Yeah. And I think it. It passed the test, yeah. But but not with like not like yeah. some. Do you know what? Do you know what else? I'm, we talked about this, and I think this is kind of starting to happen for me. Is that Star Wars? It was always like you have Star Wars, and then you have the extended universe, and that's its own different thing. Mm-hmm. 
I think Disney's kind of starting to, just as they did with the Marvel movies, oversaturate the market. I feel like there's mm-hmm. too much Star Wars stuff going on right now. Yeah. It's like, man, all these different trailers. We're going to do all these different movies. Like, I liked Rogue One, but it's like, I don't really know if I want a Star Wars movie every year. I kind of like that it's like this big, huge, special event. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, man, like, I'm like, to be honest, I'm like, I don't really care about a Han Solo movie. I yeah. care a lot about an Obi-Wan movie. Right. But it's just like... Because... Yeah, you know ahead. what I mean, and the rebels, and all, we I like you know it's like I'm excited for Battlefront because I like video games, right? But it's just like I want it all to be good. I just don't want so much of it that it's like it, it becomes oversaturated. Well, let, let me, that's a really good point because like let's say they were going to do a standalone Mandalorian movie or some Boba Fett movie. I'm not, I'm not a man. I, honestly, I am down. People for that. who yeah. listen to me on Rebel Watch would know. That I'm not a big Mandalorian guy. Now I'm a huge Obi Wan guy. Yeah, Han Solo. I'm not even a huge Han Solo guy. Yeah. I'm a Luke Skywalker Obi Wan guy. Yeah. Um. So, and I'm really worried about the Han Solo movie. I'm, I'm less worried about the Last Jedi. I'm more worried about the Han Solo movie. But let me just to my original question. You know, what am I? What are we kind of anticipating here? I think it it could be huge. I think it may play to the deep and sweaty fans and maybe not open this up to other folk. And that may be what hurts it, but I don't know because you have have such a strong base that you can't, it's, 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 it's not like Donald Trump's base. It's not super, super small. It's It's huge. So I think you have to play, uh, to, to this base. Yeah. It's important, but it's a balancing act. My biggest, actually one of the, when I first watched rogue one, and I, you know, I walked out of the theater. I actually didn't see it with you guys. I actually watched it myself. Yeah. When I walked out of there, one of my first thoughts was, wow, that was so much better than episode seven. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is kind of bad. Like, I was like, how is it that Rogue One is, because to me, like Rogue One, these standalone movies should be like secondary movies, right? They're yeah. like, they should not like, well, I don't like, know when, when I think of, I know, I know that yeah. the, I know that they want them to be, but when I think about it, it was like, it's not a numbered stars movie, like a numbered stars movie. That's like as big those as you can have to, those you get big as you can get. And when I saw rogue one, and I was like, this is better than episode seven. Yeah. I don't know. I was just like, it was kind of shocking to me. Yeah. Actually, I was yeah. like, this shouldn't happen. Right. Right. And and I don't know. I just it it kind of has put me in a weird spot. Well, and I think the thing is the balancing act that, that they're doing. Here's another element to seven, eight, and nine is what they're calling the legacy actors. Yeah, right. Because it's a balance. What they're trying to do is tie up this Luke, Han, and Leia storyline and create a new thread. Yeah, that is kind of a hard. That's a hard uh, needle to thread. I think. Yeah. I think the other thing that they're... Like, it's hard. I think the other thing they're trying to do, and I think just because knowing Disney and the way they're doing Marvel, is that they're looking so far beyond that they're saying, well, when are we going to do 10, 11, 12? Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. Now, I will say one thing I'm proud of them for is... I thought they were going to announce like an Obi-Wan standalone. It was going to be this big deal. They're actually backing off some Star Wars Celebration. They're saying, no, you're not going to have one every year. You're going to have one yeah. every other year. We do need to slow it down. Because I think, like you said, 
someone somewhere is 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 smart in that organization. Right. They're all smart. Yeah. Someone there is saying what you said. We can't oversaturate the market. We've got yeah. to. I mean, I'm just, roll this out. I know. In, in an appropriate because the way the way they do Marvel, it's it's just too much. Yeah. It's way too much. And, and we cannot have that. I, I mean, I think I mean, like it's worse. It, we're more. like eight to ten years into Marvel, and we have yet to get. I mean, it's finally coming. Right. Next year. Well, but we, it's just like. I do not want to wait eight to ten years yeah. for you know. I mean, not that they're, not that it's going to. They they've, they've timetabled it it well. Yeah, but, but the, the theme for four, five, and six was less is more. We didn't yeah. know a whole lot about the Jedi. It was like what? What is yeah. this thing? And you imagine what it could be, and you theory, you theorize, you speculate, and things. So they need to be careful about filling in every single detail. Yes, I want to know, but I also yeah. like to imagine for you know five to six years, and then you can tell me. You know what I mean? Or yeah. I, I don't know. It's just like we need to be careful about that kind of stuff. So yeah. I'm excited. I'm, ex- I'm, I'm I mean, I'm, I, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm excited. I mean, I'm like when I, when I, I'm, I can tell you right now when the day when, what is it? December. All the hype. December 15th. I have it marked down on my calendar. Yeah. yeah. December 14th when we're watching Star Wars at seven, if we get the seven o'clock showing or midnight. Right. Either way, I'm going to be playing Battlefront that whole day. I'm going to be yeah. excited. I'm going to be all Star Wars ready to go. It's just right now. It's just like we also right, need, right now. It's just like God. They're talking about doing all these more movies and all this other stuff, yeah. and we haven't seen more about the Last Jedi. And I'm just like, can we focus on one thing at a time? Yeah, and and I think the other thing too is like I, your normal mainstream fan doesn't right. hear all the stuff that you and I hear because we're we follow every single one of those networks yeah, exactly. and stuff yeah. in, in the Star but Wars. We, yeah, we yeah talk about the news and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, so so I mean, I, I think you're right, but like at the same time. We need a trailer. We need a trailer soon. We need a good trailer for. Oh, we'll for be the getting Jedi. one. We'll yeah, be, we will. We'll be getting one. Just, now that the other thing you got to think about now that like the NFL's back, we're gonna we're gonna be right. start getting TV spots. You right. know what I mean? Like exactly. All, you got you got. That's why I look at all this stuff. I look at all the way it all runs stuff like that. It's like we haven't had a TV spot yet. Yeah, and I mean we're in. It's September tenth. The movie's coming out in December. Yeah, it, the, we should. I think we should have kind of had an initial TV spot by now. Do I don't even think they what, did. We have a Super Bowl commercial? No, no, huh? For Last Jedi? Yeah, I don't think we did. No, 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 no. Huh. Yeah, because the trailer came out during Celebration. Celebration. Yeah, they are, and I'm okay with this. But when they do drop a teaser and they drop a a trailer, they've got to tell enough, but not enough, right? And it's got to it's got to catch you. It's it's a, it's, a, it's a whole marketing because when you know thing, we watch but, a bunch of videos and we I think actually we, did we do a video. No, but you and I just kind of did it ourselves. Yeah. We were kind of like, here's how we think, like, kind of shot for shot, episode seven is going to go. And we were yeah. pretty close. Yeah, we were. We were. Yeah. yeah. And I don't want that. No, I don't want that either. So I'm kind of glad that this is really, they have kept this under lock and like, it's just locked down. Yeah. And, and, and pe- even people who are theorizing, like myself and, yeah. and Mike, sometimes on Rebel Watch and, and Matt, like, we we do theorize, but we have stopped. We have, we've kind of ceased looking at, like, all the leaked stuff that's out there because even people who do look at the leaked stuff, my point is they don't know what's happening to general Leia. Yep. They can't tell me. And yeah, I've looked that part. I have kind of looked for and no one knows. No one really knows what happened. I mean, they have really kept this because we kind of knew at the end of seven, what was going to happen except for the whole mark. When was, when was Luke coming in? Right. Was the big question. We kind of knew a lot. So yeah, about how it was going to go, what was going to happen. Right. We knew a general plot. So this, I'm glad I don't know. I don't know very much. Yeah. So, but oh gosh, that was fun. Hey, we we had. I love talking hard. Star Wars. Yeah. I love it so much. So, 
Um, wow, is that the is that our last? I think that's it for this week. That's it. Wow. Yeah, no dragon. There's no, there was no Dragon Ball episode, so nothing to review there. Although okay. we will be doing a, we're gonna start removing the Dragon Ball movies. We're gonna be reviewing them yeah. uh, one one by one. Those will be kind of like special episodes, probably about. 30 minutes, 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Where we just, we're going to watch them individually, review them. Right. Um, we're doing our kind of as is rewatch and my first watch of mm-hmm. stranger things. Um, we just did our first literature review. Uh, we're gonna start reviewing books. Right. Um, yeah. Inferno squads up guys. You can check that yeah, out. Yeah. We did Inferno Star Wars squad fans. came out like two months ago. Um, yeah. so it's kind of old, but you know, we hadn't done it yet. So, yeah. Yeah. um, got that up. Um, and yeah, that's kind of it, man. We got more coming. We'll be doing more Game of Thrones theories, more Star Wars, Marvel, Justice League's coming out soon. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, the Flash. Yeah. As is big into it. I love um, the Flash. Whatever. Yeah. Just let us know what you guys want us to talk about. Yeah, honestly, guys, hit us up on uh, Facebook. You can find us um, at Second Breakfast Cast on mm-hmm. Facebook. You can also email us at secondbreakfastcast at gmail.com. Hit us up there. Yeah, we, um, got, uh, we got some giveaways, potential yeah, we're working merch on, coming. We're working on some merch and some giveaways. Um, that stuff coming out. Be sure to check out Box Trick. It's going to be launching right. soon. You'll be able yes. to uh, keep up on that. And I think that's it. I think that's it, guys. So as always, uh, stay tuned and stay hungry. Whoa! Whoa, dude! Whoa! Uh, guys, welcome back to Second Breakfast. Uh, we kind of have a mistake to cover. Not yep. really a mistake, well, but... And we know we just ended the yeah. episode. So but we just, we're back. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> so, as we've said before, we kind of record this throughout the week. Right. Um, and obviously things change throughout the week. So, uh, we were talking about, oh man, who's going to direct Star Wars, all this kind of stuff. Uh, we're talking about Colin, Trevorrow. Trevorrow, Trevorrow, we thought, I don't know. Trevorrow, Trev. Trevorrow. I call him Trev. Yeah, call him. <laughs> I call him Colin. I'm on yeah. a first name basis with him. But uh, yeah, so it looks like J.J. Abrams now actually is going to be uh, yeah. helping helping write slash direct episode nine. Right, he's he's in. We didn't even mention him before, so you were probably listening to that going, okay, what? It's yep. Saturday morning. You guys haven't even yep touched this yet. So so yeah, it was because like, we recorded that I think Monday. Yeah, Monday. So yep. I was like, oh boy, we have to Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, um, we have to. To, to talk about JJ just a little bit. Um, what are your thoughts? Initial thoughts. Um, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's good. I mean, it's good. I mean, I, I, like I wasn't like, I mean, had it been somebody else, I would have been like, Oh wow. But yeah, I was just kind of like, okay, that have you heard that people are really upset about this though? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I don't know. People are really upset though. And I, I don't, I don't really get it either. Uh, I've heard people saying it's terrible. He knows how to set things up like lost and <clears throat> other movies, but he just can't finish. Like he kind of steps away from the projects or something. Have you seen? Uh, have you seen Star Trek or Star yeah, Trek Into Darkness? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, <clears throat> so I think he does a great job. Um, I think they kind of thought that he was playing it safe in Episode Seven. Yeah. Here's but, here's the thing though: is that like Lost? I'll, I'll give this. I'll, I'll give this one to JJ. One, how do you end that? And you're and there's a big difference between movies and TV. Right. Movies TV. you're writing as this is a standalone thing right mm-hmm. tv you're talking like you you start writing it and you hope it's going to pick up for more seasons so right. you've kind of got to leave that well we could we might have to end at any time and right. then you want to explore things and you aren't able to right so, yeah yeah well and I, I one of the things i saw um jj abrams do a, a ted talk back in the day and it was all about the mystery box yep and it's a big box oh i've seen that one yeah. yeah isn't it great and he's like <clears throat> talking about 
And, and at the, you think he keeps leading towards maybe we'll open the box. And by the end, he says the best part about the mystery box is it stays closed. And yeah. it always stays closed. And it was just sort of like, I don't know, it was really just kind of cool to see how he is maybe going to leave some things in Star Wars unanswered. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's what keeps us coming back for more. Um, I was a little worried when Ryan Johnson is going, he's going to explore the ancient nature of the Force because I'm like, okay, we've, those are always things that have just been extended universe that we're really right. like, we don't get solid concrete answers. No one's ever going to just tell us about the ancient wills and the guardian or the, uh, you know, the book of wills and things like that. So it's been like a little bit open-ended and I think JJ might keep it that way for nine, but still close it up nicely. Yep. I don't know what the problem is. I, I really think it's a, it's a good call in a short amount of time. Kathleen Kennedy had to pick someone and, you know, she and JJ didn't always get along, actually. Yeah. Um, Sounds to me like Kathleen she, Kennedy doesn't get along with just about anybody. Yeah, I know. Sounds to me like, actually, though, <laughs> there is one person she seems to get along with. Yeah. And uh, I think was the obvious choice for episode nine. Mm-hmm. I mean, who better to direct Star right. Wars than, than George Lucas? Lucas. Yeah. Why <laughs> was he not considered? Yes. I mean, that's why I'm upset. Yeah, where's George in all of this? Why is you know? I mean how, how it, Come on. it seems to me people. like it seems to me like a no brainer. Hey yeah. George, would you like to would you like to direct episode nine? And then it's not even like and then it's just not even like oh hey you're writing it you're doing whatever because George Lucas actually as a director mm-hmm. I think I, like he won awards what was the movie he did before before Star Wars like American graffiti oh, or something graffiti, yeah yeah yep. so it's like George Lucas actually is an Indiana Jones like George right, Lucas is actually right, a really right. good director oh, yeah. yes he is yeah. And yeah. so if it was just like you're not you're not touching the the story right the script or anything yeah yeah you're just yeah. going to come in and direct it right yeah I think that would be that would be epic but obviously that's not going to happen I just um, I mean it just seems it to me like, seems why not it, it why seems not? to me like actually kind of a big oversight plus as I was saying <laughs> like it'd be one thing if you wanted him if it was like episode eight okay it but is. episode nine it's like the it's like what should theoretically be the absolute like finale of Star Wars mm-hmm. how like how could you not have well, it's kind of George funny on that, your like, short list. We haven't heard anyone even bring his name up, have we? I know. It's so bizarre. No, yeah, it like, is. I mean, I think everyone's just been so like, they would never do it, or he would never do it, but it's just sort of like, I wonder if they asked, you know? Well, he is He is be. working, I, no, actually, he's not. I, they are working, they're working on Indiana Jones 5, mm-hmm. maybe he's involved with that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. For I think for most people, and we said this, Ryan Johnson was going to be the obvious kind of yeah. choice to kind of carry on but it sounds like he just was too tied up with things and then um jj also it was it was said that ryan might write a few things down for him or sort of show him where things are going to go or where he thought they would go and then jj would just crumble it up and say <clears throat> nope we're good man thanks i'm going to do it my own way which is fine but he kind of has to follow what Ryan Johnson did because yeah. apparently Ryan Johnson has taken us down a rabbit hole that you really just can't walk back out of and go into another rabbit hole. So JJ really can't change the direction of this. He's got to be on board with what has happened and he's got to wrap it up. I'm, yeah. Mark Campbell, I said this earlier, said that uh, Colin Trevorrow, excuse me, yeah. um, Trev, Trev was uh, <laughs> responsible for tying everything up because he thought it was kind of a crazy, you know, just a, a bold ballsy movie and so he was like this to wrap this up man well you, you know, know what it does I and mean, we were talking about this a little bit before in the segment we recorded earlier in the week that's now you know not valid but <laughs> <laughs> um 
it seems to me like, I don't know, man, it just seems like Disney just, what's going on? I don't <laughs> like, know. Like, that's why, like, because, yeah. you know, episode seven came out and, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Episode seven's good, but I think a lot of the, you know, people were like, well, it might be a remake. We talked about that a little yep. bit before mm-hmm. and some, some of the older fans didn't really like it. And do you think Disney kind of knee jerked when they were working on Rogue One? Because that was the mm-hmm. next movie and they were kind of like, oh, we need to do reshoots. Yeah. And then reshoots of episode uh, of Rogue One turned into reshoots of episode eight and mm-hmm. then turned into firing the director of Han Solo mm-hmm. and then firing the director of episode nine. Yeah. Uh, and we know that episode eight is like real different, right. real. So yeah. it, if it were like one thing, it'd be like, okay, whatever. Like when it was just reshoots of Rogue One, it's like, like well, they thought that they want to change the movie for the better. Yeah, okay. No, yeah. Right. And then the reshoots for episode eight were kind of like, well, you know, Princess Leia died. Yeah. You know, Carrie right. Fisher died. So, okay, maybe they're going and fixing it, but then it's firing a director. Then they fired two directors and right. the same you know, like month, right. Essentially right. like a 30 day period. I didn't know if this is the press secretary at the white house right, or yeah. Disney. <laughs> I don't really know what's going on, but <laughs> right. right. Yeah. And then after that, then you now we've got the following of, uh, the, the firing of, of Colin, uh, Trevorrow. So Trev. now it's like, yeah, Trev, like it's like, uh, I, I get you cause it is a little bit strange. I hope we haven't really seen any of those products though, since rogue one. So it's sort of like, yeah. let's see what we get. And if it's awesome, then we're going to go look back and say, great call. Must have been a good call. Or yeah. maybe, who knows, maybe we would have had a better product. But if it's good and it's it's high caliber and it's getting 8 out of, you know, at least 8 out of 10, 9 out right. of 10, um, you know, reviews, then cool. That's that's going to be awesome. So I don't know. I think J.J. can close it up. I think he will be fine. I actually think he's going to want to bounce back. And he heard he got a lot of criticism for Episode 7. And I think he's going to be like, you know what, let's do it. I can be ballsy too. And... I'm, but then, you know, you know, and like, but the, the criticisms of episode seven are somewhat valid and somewhat invalid. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, look at all the things that everybody wanted that he did fix, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, go, when you had four, five, and six, and then you go to one, two, and three, and everyone's like, yeah. "Oh, it's all CG." Well, right. he changed that. He changed it. He, he changed right. that. And you know, I mean, you got to look at the context of episode seven. Like, episode seven is, you know, it's been quite a bit of time we know about well, over 10 years since episode three mm-hmm. um but it is you're bringing back like so it's even if those movies come out like the year before this time you're bringing back you know like mark hamill and right. gary fisher so it's almost like a complete reset and so you've kind of got to capture the star wars feeling mm-hmm. you like episode seven is great because it's not really supposed to be this groundbreaking movie it's supposed to be a it's kind of like a Doctor Who, right? Like Doctor right. Who was gone for years, years yeah. and years. And it had been on for like 30 years. Right. So then Christopher Eccleston comes back. And is he yeah. like the best doctor? No. Mm-hmm. But what he he's, his whole purpose was like, I just want to bring this back. Right. Yeah. And he did a great job. And it wasn't like the best Doctor Who's season, although he's my favorite doctor. But right. it's like he did the job of bringing it back. And so I think J.J. Abrams was given the task of... Yeah, bringing Star Wars back, right. and he did a great job. And also bringing back old fans, making room for new fans, and and, and all of that. That's a that's a hard that's a hard balancing. Act and there was a and there was do. like and there was and Star Wars is also so big where you've got to you've got to make it. You know, you've got to hit those like hardcore fans, and there was definitely a lot of like hardcore references mm-hmm. and things that you never would have known right. unless you were like us. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and and that's that was hard to do. Plus, you know, make it a little bit. Um, the BB-8 scenes and stuff I thought was just genius. 
the way he used oh, yeah. BB-8 more uh, with Ray because Daisy Ridley wasn't, you know, she's not someone that has a lot of experience in huge, huge, you know, right. None uh, of these productions. Like I this. mean, like, yeah, like you're talking like massive movie. I yeah. mean, this is like, this, this is, is like, this is, this is like, this is your life. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is like as big of a movie franchise as you can get. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm re- I'm actually really proud of it. And like you said, it's, it's, it, he, he did more real sets and he went away from the CGI. He, yeah. Real explosions. He sort of really listened. I think they, everyone right in that in story group and, and, and that were the producers, the writers, listen to all these different things and they just set it up for this epic story yeah. where we take it from there is sort of like you know and 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 to be fair we've talked about this if you really want to get hardcore about it you want to get deep and sweaty as as mm-hmm. likes to say yeah, that's right one four and seven should kind of parallel each other mm-hmm. and they kind of do they kind of do actually yeah and i yeah. think and and they even say and they even say in the, in the movie that it's not another death star they do they say it they right say the that, it's guys. not another death star it's guys what do you want like it's bigger okay <laughs> Gosh, why people, why people can't get that? I don't understand. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, I don't know. Um, I'm happy. I'm actually happy. But people are are legitimately. Upset. I mean, I'm fine with it. I'm not like. I, what if they would have went and got somebody though I that mean, was like no one knew? It was some some sort of a risky sort of player, maybe like one of those new. Because I don't know. I mean, Trevorrow I'm just like, and and Lord Miller are kind of like up and coming, sort of like yeah. new hip. Like they were going to see what they could do. If they got another one of those guys, it's like well, what. What's the difference here? You know, like I don't know. Like to me, it was just like I heard the news and I was like, okay. Like I wasn't like, oh yeah. my god, it's gonna be amazing, or oh my god, it's gonna be terrible. It's just like, okay, it makes sense. Like, yeah, it makes sense. And I was sort of like, okay, that's ha- I'm happy with that. That's actually that seems reasonable. It's like I thought. Really, I had his his name actually was not bouncing around my head as somebody that was. I mean, I kind of thought it. I was like, okay, I guess maybe they could go get JJ Abrams. I, I actually kind of thought, thought he wasn't. Was just I working. thought he was. I thought he was kind of like already working. Producing, producing, because isn't he? I think pro- he, isn't he like producing episode eight, or he's like involved mm, with it? I don't think he. Because I thought that. originally when they said they said like when they said J.J. Abrams is gonna, yeah, he was gonna be. Like I was like bigger. Oh, I thought J.J. Abrams was doing all three movies. Yeah, and like producing all three movies. Yeah, like yeah. that's what I thought originally. Then when they said this Ryan Johnson guy was involved, I was like, okay, so I guess he's gonna. It's gonna be like George Lucas directed, and like mm-hmm. or George Lucas like wrote and produced five and right. six, but let somebody else direct it. Right, yeah, I, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm really. I um, just, I think people are making way too big a deal. He's close with him. He played ball with Kathleen Kennedy, and and like it, it was successful. He handed them he's a well, billion, he handed them a billion dollar movie. Yeah, exactly. So if you it's like if, if this day and age, if you have a billion dollar movie, it's a hit. Like, and, and he works well with with people. I mean, I think Ryan Johnson works well with people. So those two working, you know, talking to each other. I'm sure they have. They've shared their you know, their vision and things like that. And, and the JJ is going to move on and say, that's awesome. Let's take pieces. And it's of that. not, and he's like co-directing it, isn't he? Or he's like, well, he's directing it, but he's co-writing it with, um, Ryan Johnson, oh, isn't he? No, not Ryan Johnson. Isn't Ryan Johnson involved in it somehow? No, that's, that was kind of the thing is that he's basically kind of stepped away, um, you know, from it. Um, so yeah, he's, he's co-writing it with, um, Oh, give me a second here. Episode nine. Uh, let's see. Star Wars director is a guy. Gosh, I can't remember his name. Let's see what the guy. I mean, JJ uh, Abrams is fine. Like I've never been like. I think he's like terrible or anything. I think he's just. I think he's a good director. Like, yeah, me too. Me too. I can't find it. It's a. He's a. He's written a couple things, and I can't think of them. We talked about it in, in another podcast, but I, I can't even remember. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It but anyway, so, yeah. So. He's co-writing it, which I think is, is actually a cool 
piece to this. Oh, it's the guy that uh, the guy that wrote um, Batman versus Superman, and he's writing right. Justice League. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and he's done some. He also did um, Argo. Was it Argo? Yeah. Yeah. With ben Affleck. Yeah. So he he wrote that. So um, so yeah. Anyways, I think that'll be kind of. Um, I think it'll be good because people kind of want something for. Uh, it just would be less that JJ has to worry about. Right. So. Yeah. I wonder how far into production they already are of episode. Chris Terrio. Oh, okay, okay. Jesus okay. Christ. So Chris Terrio, he's going to be uh, co-writing it with um, with JJ, JJ Abrams. So I don't know. Yeah, like I said, he did Argo and Batman versus Superman, which I like pieces and part you know parts of that. I like the whole thing. We're hearing a lot of really good things about um, the other thing you got to think about Justice League. Yeah, the other thing you got to think about a little just for this guy. Let's let's talk mm-hmm. about we'll just talk about Batman versus Superman for a second. So you kind of you can't you kind of have to get a writer simply writes something right mm-hmm. doesn't mean they direct it. So like the whole people want to talk about the whole Martha scene and stuff. I actually wa- I actually read this um, interview with him where he was talking about that. Mm-hmm. So actually his purpose and intent for it was like amazing. He was like, he was like, actually it's not that they just have the same mom. It's that like Batman actually sees like, Oh, because he has the same name as his mom. It's like, Oh, he's like me. Yeah, he's it makes him human. human. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah not just up. some alien freak. Right. Yeah. And so like, just because like the way it was shot, the way, like the way that the lighting person or the CGI person happened to mm-hmm. handle it to make it not look the way he wrote it doesn't mean that like he's a bad writer. Right. Yeah. You're, you these are like, I think people forget that movies are like massive productions, right. tons of hands on it. Mm-hmm. Like even a director, a director, a director kind of gets to change with things, but you still got the producers and oh, yeah. the sponsors and all these That's people. All these directors are getting fired for Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. And all these people with their hands on it. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's for sure. Um, yeah. So I think it's going to be in pretty good hands. And, and this guy, I mean, obviously you gotta, you gotta trust a guy like this. Uh, um, I don't really know him that well, but Chris Dario, you yeah. have to trust a guy like that to, to give him DC. I mean, he's basically writing, he Batman yep. versus Superman. Now he's back for uh, Justice League. Yep, which we're hearing really good things about. So, yep. so I, I'm I'm down. Yep, I'm too. All right, guys. Um, that's what we got. JJ's in as the director for episode nine. I'm excited about it. Um, you guys may be pissed about it. Leave us comments. Shoot us an email. Yeah. Tell if us you are if you are upset about it, please let me know why. Yeah, I'm really curious. Yeah, because we're we're not upset about it at all. Yep, pretty happy. So, all right, guys. um, So this time, for real, stay tuned and stay hungry.